Spots. Um, it's Monday. Man, does that, that never gets old. I love watching that intro still. I still have that old. I still have that very old uh, watermark on it. I got to get rid of that. I got to get rid of that water. But I can. I can fix that easy enough. It's just there's something. There's something magical about watching grown men just just gratuitous violence, just beating the shit out of each other. You know. I don't know what it is, and I don't know what's going on with this, this screen angle, but it's it's all right. It's fine. I'm, I'm working on it. I got my, my, my loop top here. Um, how are you guys? How are you making out? Oh, i got to pause this because it's distracting me. The ghost of Wellington Street is, is going to be moderating the YouTube chat now, so be careful, or he'll banish you. He'll bury you. He'll put you in the tomb. He, he controls the tomb all by himself. He'll put you in it, and you will never get out. No one ever escapes the tomb. Not from the ghost of Wellington Wellington's ring goes. I don't think, but he's over there. So go over there and say hi. Um, I'm going to do a lot of um, veteran-themed things this evening. A couple of things I want to talk. I've even got some nice one-minute propaganda videos brought to you exclusively by the government of Canada, if you can believe that. Um, except it was back during a time when you know, the government of Canada actually seemed to care about this country and the people that lived here and so on. Oh, there it is. But it's okay. It's fine. I got to, you know... <laughs> I need my... I need this. Thank you. My, um, my thinking juice. Because otherwise this whole thing just gets, you know, boring and strange. I don't, um, I don't make, you know, sexual overtures towards entire federal agencies. You know, there's no mysteries to solve. This is generally a little, little tame, a little more tame. So I like to, let's just, let's just do, normally I'll take that amount, but I'm going to go a little bit extra tonight and just, uh, let's see if I can, see if I can do something really bizarre. <laughs> late again. I'm sorry. Is your free entertainment not not up to par? It's not not uh, not on time for you. <laughs> I had lots of running around to do. I had some things to do and buy and some clothes and some. Sh Don't worry about it. Do you ever smoke? No, not really. Sometimes, um, you know, it's not. Uh, I don't. I don't enjoy it overly, but uh, I, I do sometimes. It just it smells funny in it, and it's uh, you know it doesn't last as long. But yeah, I, I do. I do on, on occasion. Daglon Biznassi, how you doing, man? Thank you very much. He says, Big at 104.4 FM is live on Spotify. Was that you? Did you put that on there? 
He says, we have the community playlist in the radio station hosted by me. I use songs from the playlist and talk about things being talked about in the community. Check it out. That's hilarious. That's great. I'm glad. I hope, some, hope somebody's enjoying it. Big at 104.4 FM. Home on Spotify, the radio station of Diagonalon. It smells divine, she says. What's going on over there? Some weekends and Tuesdays, how are you, man? He said, I'm just here for Philip and the revolution. I mean, hey, he says, what's happening? They're here. They're watching. Don't worry. They get paid to. They have to. This is the best overtime gig they've ever had. It's probably a great break from watching like ISIS beheading videos and like, you know, POWs being raped in, you know, Indonesia or something. And now they have to sit here and watch this. It's probably a good break for them. So, I mean, you know, you're welcome, guys. Making gains. Thank you very much, man. He says, have you considered that all these restrictions were caused because BC health officer and tyrant wants you but can't have you? I haven't thought of that. I don't know. I'll have to run, run that by some people. Maybe we can work something out. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's the cause. I really don't. But you never know. Weirder things have happened. Um, you know, the entire all of World War One was started just because a guy couldn't get laid. So you know that that happens. People are already getting banned over there on on YouTube. That's wild. I'm glad I don't have to pay any attention to it. <laughs> imagine being a person. <laughs> First of all, just imagine being any person, even yourself anyone else already you're like shit this is terrible i'm a person in the world yeah i know it's not gonna get better but on top of that it's a it's a night it's the evening you're not at work anymore these people probably never had jobs anyway let's be honest but let's pretend they did and you know you've got precious limited time you're you're only here for so long it's there's only so much you can do um and you've chosen to spend your time you know shit talking behind an anonymous avatar and an internet forum (laughs) I don't think a bigger waste of time has ever been created. And uh, I can't imagine what, what what it would be like to be a grown man following around other grown men, you know, to just, you know, do that, do that kind of thing. It's it's pretty, pretty sad. And I mean, that's a carbon reduction plan I can get behind. If you're going to, if you're going to reduce carbon, you want to get rid of some carbon, you can get rid of those carbons. Those people are pretty useless. <laughs> He's trying to genocide people. Hellbilly, how are you doing? He says the Alberta group officially found a bastard. And it chills with a war horse. What does that mean? A bastard sword? Or, or just like a, a, a son born of unofficial lineage. The king had stepped out a little bit and <laughs> maybe had some, had some extracurricular activity. Uh, Snot Rocket says, I'm not getting laid tonight. Someone's getting blown up. <laughs> well, you know what? That's, that could be a big problem for the Middle East. You know, you've got 10% of the men have all the women and everybody else gets nothing. You've got nothing else to do. They start blowing each up, other up and kill, and kill each other. It's possible. Um, I don't know. I don't know how they do things over there, but it looks looks sporty over there. Trucker Rob, how you doing? He says, quick stop in listening as I work. Thank you for motivating us. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm, I'm glad I've helped you in any way at all. Um, that's, I appreciate that. And Hailbilly says, a Philip bastard. Oh, no. Chills with a war horse. Oh, you found a Philip. It might be one of Philip's uh, children. That's entirely possible. It is the 18th day of April, and I don't know where you are or what you've been doing. If you're tired, if you're, if you're you know, willing to give up, and you're like, you know what? I'm not going to do it anymore. I just want you to remember that James Top is still marching He's, this whole time. Since the last time you were here and the time before that, or this is your first time here. I don't know what you've been doing the last two months. One man has been marching across the country <laughs> in protest and in a, in a, in a show of motivation um, to our friends and, and comrades and brothers and sisters in the Canadian forces and retired as well, that uh, it's time to get together and, and make something happen here. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that later tonight, uh, veteransforfreedom.ca. There's that, you know, they get that Marcus Ray clown. I had a few people send me this, you know, 
this guy in his cowboy hat talking about how there's thousands of, you know, soldiers and, you know, some cops and, all, and they're just laying in wait to overthrow the government, you know, in a revolution. That's not going to happen. That doesn't exist. There are none of those people. This guy's a liar. He's a grifter, you know, basically just just because of the fact that he says he knows certain people that I know and they have no fucking idea who this guy is and never talked to them at all in their lives. No idea what he's talking about. I have no idea what he's talking about. And if I would know if anybody would know, I would probably know if something like that was going on. It's not going on. So just pump the brakes on that guy. Steer, steer very clear of anybody trying to sell you, um, you know, something like that, because you're just going to go to jail or worse. Um, in, in this current condition, in this climate, in this country right now, that is not a winning ticket for sure. Um, you know, so just be aware of that. If he, if he comes up, um, somebody asked, are we talking about Chris Guy again? No, but I think he is affiliated with Chris Guy. So, I mean, maybe they'll combine into a, a shit nami shit storm and just go down the shit toilet together. And uh, maybe that, maybe that could maybe rid us all. Joseph Colley says, how's she going? Biggest cheers. I got, uh, I did get a couple of innocent gun. I did get another church beer and I found this other one. This one, I don't even know what it is. It just says, just says frig off. So I guess, and it's 6.7%. So I guess, I guess I'll frig off. I'm going to take some of that later as well. Um, what else? It's another account. What's going on here? You guys stacking? I got to stop paying attention to that. It's distracting. How are you guys doing? What's going on? What are we doing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to try and re, re, reclaim or re, recalibrate whatever the hell it was I was going to be talking about. I can't remember what it was. I think the, the weed oil will take care of it and... Probably this beer will, will help as well. Professor Hammer, how are you, man? He says, World War One started because someone didn't get laid. Kind of like you getting grief because <laughs> Brian Trotsky didn't get laid. <laughs> he would have started World War at World War if he could, if he would have had the resources and power and influence. And fortunately for the entire human race, he has none of any of those things. Um, so, you know, the best he can do is internet trolling, which is probably the lowest form of existence, I would imagine. I don't know what else there is to be done. Uh, but that's, that's worse than what's a bigger waste of time. Is there anything? Jesus, I don't, I don't think there is. I mean, even if you just sat there and played with toys in your house, you know, like a grown man playing with like, you know, Warhammer miniatures or whatever the hell these guys do, right? That at least you're using your imagination. <laughs> Maybe you'd stimulate some fucking brain cells into, into going, you know what? I should get a job or something like that. I should be a productive person and not just be on the internet. Attack. No, that could happen. So, I mean, I don't know. I think that, I think maybe you found the bottom. Uh, some weekends on Tuesday says I'd pay money to see that guy fired from a pumpkin launcher. I bet you would. I think a lot of uh, you, you wouldn't be alone in that sentiment either. Um, <laughs> if you told better jokes, we'd be free by now. I'm working on it. Jamer Funk's not happy about it. Listen, I'm trying to mock an entire regime into into destruction. I successfully, well, not I, I'm not going to take all credit for this. We, collectively, as a community, successfully memed the government into believing that our imaginary nation state is a threat to national security. That's pretty good. I mean, that's pretty good. That's a pretty big, embarrassing misstep, a fumble, a... um. You know, <laughs> they got so scared and paranoid and freaked out <laughs> that they talked about it in the Senate <laughs> as a reason to extend the war, the Emergency War Measures Act. That's pretty good. I mean, that's up there, right? I don't know what else you can. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Oh, the, that, Ferry says the next stop, the UN. That's that could be their next goal. Maybe we could. We've memed one government into embarrassment. Maybe next we should target the United States. They're nearby. They don't like to be made fun of, though. They might bomb something. They're very bad for that. 
Um, maybe we can get, uh, maybe we could get the UN. Maybe we could do something like that. That's possible. Making gains to Toronto Sun today. Fourth dose is effective for a whole 30 days. Is that it? Is that it? I do have that story somewhere. Matt, how are you? He says, Daglon goes to the wash, goes to Washington. That could be, that could be new. Hellbilly, smoky, late pumpkin festival. Always a good time. Complete with trebuchet. We've got all kinds of stuff. Um, if Cla- Klaus Schwab, that should be the ultimate goal. We need to have Klaus Schwab declare Dagelon a threat to world peace. <laughs> I don't know. I think we might have blown it. We we went too far in Canada. We went too far, and now now they know, and they don't want to be embarrassed again. So I don't know. I don't think Reuters is going to be calling me again for another quote on you know what what we're up to here in our in our fucking fake terrorist state. <laughs> it's so stupid. I'm so thirsty. I need to drink something, not because I'm I'm going to cheat and just sip it a little bit. Oh, that's better. I don't know why I'm so thirsty today. What's going on? Maybe I've been poisoned. I can't tell you. I don't know what's going on anymore. What a what a what a mess. What a mess. What a mess. We live in a mess. There's no what are you guys talking about? There's no app for that. Um, yeah, the fourth you do. You need a fourth dose to protect against it. It's it's just how it is, guys. It's not a conspiracy theory. You need a dose every month. Every month for everything. It's just going to become part of your daily routine, like brushing your teeth. All right. You're just going to get up. You're going to, you know, get your coffee. You're going to use, get in the shower. You're going to brush your teeth. You're going to stick a needle in your leg for whatever the disease du jour is that day. And uh, you're going to say, thank you, Pfizer. Thank you very much, Pfizer. And you're going to pray to your Pfizer shrine. And then you're going to get in your, in your, in your smart grid car in UN city number 12. And it's going to shuttle you to your uh, the, the bug burger factory where you work for social credit points. And you're going to work 18-hour days, and you're going to be returned via social credit score <laughs> buggy shuttle back to your pod where you live with, th- with thousands of other people. <laughs> and you're going to be really happy. You're going to be pumped. You're going to lo- you guys have no idea. You're going to love it. I know it sounds fucked up, but trust me, you have no idea how happy you're going to be. You're going to be like, I can't believe I ever wanted to do anything else other than work at a cricket factory and eat bug burgers and live in the pot. <laughs> and get the fourth shot to protect against severe outcomes. Are we still doing Omicron? I thought we'd come up with something new by now. We're not? Okay. The fourth dose of Pfizer provided significant added protection against severe diseases, hospitalization, and death for at least a month. At least a month. May- oh, so that means we should get it every month, doesn't it? They're just rolling in money over here. I don't... May increase risk for rare eye clots. What? Is there anything that COVID can't do? It's doing everything. Is it, whatever your risk is, whatever's wrong with you, it's COVID did it. There's a very good chance it is. Oh, You know, I was last time I was in the hospital, I wanted to get my finger looked at. I overheard some of the nurses talking about this. They said... Uh, they said, you know what, geez, it seems like it's like everything causes it now. It seems like everything is a symptom. Have you seen? I know. It seems like everything is a COVID symptom. It's crazy. It's like, yes, it is crazy. <laughs> You're right. You're very, very right. Eye clots. What does that mean? Your eyes closing. If you feel tired at night, uh, if you haven't drank water in a long time and you feel thirsty, um, you know, if, you, if you're hungry and you smell, you know, meat cooking or something, you have a sudden desire to like, you know, devour, you know, large quantities of food. 
Uh, if you get wet when it's raining outside, if you run for too long, your legs start to hurt. Um, geez, if you if you punch a wall and you hit a stud and you break your hand, these are all symptoms of COVID-19. These are all COVID-19 symptoms. I'm, I'm not making this up. This is all real. If you're working on a vehicle, you know, you're underneath and it's jacked up and the, and the, the jack gives out and the vehicle falls and crushes your head and you die. That's actually a COVID death. That's a symptom. Vehicles crushing you to death are, is a symptom of COVID-19. Plane crashes, uh, tornadoes, shark attacks, crocodile attacks. Bees, no. For some reason, bee stings are not responsible. Um, but, <laughs> ferryman in the rain. <laughs> if only chicken in the rain was here. You missed, if you weren't there on Derek's stream the other night, I was just ripping on some people. He's changed his name to chicken, ferryman in the rain. I almost made it, guys. I almost was, I was almost successful at doing this. You know, the last three or four years I've been doing, and I almost made it to a point where I could sustain my, my living and, you know, I find a happy, comfortable, you know, kind of life doing this, entertaining people and, and so on. And, but I, I, I was so close, but chicken in the rain was there in the YouTube comments and he just, you know, he didn't approve. So unfortunately I'm going to have to shut all this down. This is the last stream I'm ever going to do. I only just came in here to tell you that because chicken in the rain was there, I know you've never heard of him, but that's just because you're an idiot and you're not, you're not as smart as him. And, uh, you'll never be as smart as him and you'll never be anyone, um, really, you're, you're nothing. You're not. You're not chicken in the rain. You're nothing. <laughs> if you're not Epicus 2.0, you're nothing. If you're not an anonymous internet avatar making video playlists to your fucking nine friends, <laughs> your Facebook secret Facebook page, are you even fighting Klaus Schwab? Are you even doing anything? And anyone that's doing differently or more than you, especially if they're doing more than you, or they're on TV or anything, it's all a psyop. All right, it's the Phil Brown school of weed-induced psychosis. Everyone is a government agent. Everything is the Russians. Everything, everything. That the guy that delivered your mail—it's probably not even your mail. It's not even real mail. That's a Russian mailman. That's a bomb. Burn your mail. Never open your own mail. Mail is a psyop. Birds aren't real. Like and subscribe. <laughs> oh, fuck. Forget Colbert's son. Colbert doesn't have a son. Colbert's mom's son. Colbert. Oh my God. Colbert's mom's son. Colbert. Don't don't forget about him. Blams. He says it's so disheartening that more people haven't woke up to the scam yet. Now it's number four. Fuck me dead. Yeah, they're not coming, buddy. They ain't coming. Rumble PBC says, "Come on, bro. We're way past Omicron. Last week it was Megatron. This week it's Galvatron. And rumor has it next week it'll be Unicron. Heck, I've heard the final variant will be Moron for all the NPCs." Yeah, I was fighting on Twitter with people all day. It was kind of funny. I was, we were running around doing errands, and I'm in the car, and she's driving. I've got nothing to do, so I'm like, oh, I'm just going to fucking fuck with people. <laughs> my, I, I realize what Twitter is for me, and this is the only reason. This is the only way you can do it, like, in a healthy mental way. You have to know what you're doing. You have to know what you're getting into. Um, it's not for you. It's a left-wing echo chamber, primarily. You can't really say anything true. Or re really, you know. Um, it can be effective for, like, finding information and news and that kind of stuff quickly and, and kind of see, you know, the finger on the pulse of what, you know, the normies are doing right now, what they're reacting to, what current thing they're currently standing for, that kind of thing. But that, outside of that, 
So I compared it to, uh, what did I say? Basically, people like me, if you're like me, being on Twitter is the equivalent to going to the Bell Center in Montreal during the playoffs and uh, wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs Wendell Clark jersey. <laughs> just, to, just to piss people. Everyone there sees you and hates you immediately. Somebody's probably going to spit in your beer, you know. Somebody's going to somebody's going to get drunk and try and fight with you, like. But and you're just there to piss people off, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Why? Why would you? Go? I always was fascinated with people that did that. Right? Would go to the enemy teams, like, uh, you know, go to the New York Giants fucking stadium in a Jets jersey, and people are just like, "Fuck, I hate you." You know what I mean? Right away. <laughs> That's Twitter. That's Twitter. That's what it's for, and that's what I. <laughs> uh, you know, make it work for you. Make it fun. Make it something you do. Everyone loved Wendell Clark, except the Habs. You know, um, except uh, except Cam Neely. Oh, Patrick Waugh really hated Cam Neely. You know, you could do that. Um, you guys are talking about James Toppin in in Twitter. What's going on with my mouse here? He is amazing. James Toff is amazing. He says, uh, I'm so positive, marching nearly 50 kilometers some days. He did 40-something the other day in the middle of a snowstorm. Face is all windburned. He's a legend. He says, through snow, uh, rain, high winds, he's a real Canadian hero. He says, June on YouTube, I agree. And um, that's, one of the, that's one of the things I kind of want to touch on tonight is, is that um, there has been a lot of failure <laughs> um amongst a lot of groups and a lot of things that have happened you know um no there's no organization there's a lot of people that understand or feel as though that there's something very wrong happening um they really don't like the direction that the country's going it's changing dr very very quickly against the you know I don't want to say will but you know we, we were never asked they never asked a lot of people what you know what we we didn't want any of this stuff and you know, it's it's being done to us without our consent, and then and then it culminated in you know this massive demonstration in Ottawa, and the police crackdown, and the government crackdown, and the freezing of the bank accounts, and the egregious you know um, line cross. He's a habitual line stepper. They stepped way over the line. They jumped over the line with both feet, and um, you know, there's a lot of people that that we agree that there's something something really wrong here, and something you know something has to happen. We don't know what, and. Um, there's not really any organization that's a big problem, and and who's really good at organizing stuff? Well, that would those that would be the army. That's kind of our that's kind of our thing, and um, it has been a dream of mine for years. And as many of you can attest to, having you know, if you've been around here a long time, Ontario is going to implode. Says one guy, I think so. Can you call him Little Potato? I can. <laughs> I can. I can use nicknames. Um. I don't want it to implode. I don't want any, any, anything like this to happen. And the last ditch effort, I think, for, for the, to, to get the attention of the federal government and, and make it very clear to them that um, a lot of people in this country are suffering and they don't want to put up with it anymore. And somebody, somebody has to speak for these people in a, in a calm and logical and, and professional manner. And, and uh, you know, not to be disrespectful, but... Uh, you know, we're not happy. We're not happy about it. So who, who are these, who's going to be the diplomats of this? Who, who are going to be the people that deliver the notice that say, you know, it's enough. We're going to have to do some kind of civic action. We got to do something about this. We got to organize in some manner. It's, you know, the veterans and they're doing it now. Um, you know, I talked about that for years. It wouldn't that be great. And I said, it's not, who's it going to be? Is it going to be the taxi cab union? Is it going to be the, you know, United janitors of North America that's going to get together and say, no, you know, it's not. 
the police had their chance. It came and it went. They, they could have stood down. They could have said and done anything, all kinds of things to make it clear that they weren't going to tolerate or they weren't going to follow these kinds of crazy orders, but they didn't do it. So they're off the board. And, uh, you know, now that that's it, there's a lot of the guys in this country, they're fought and, and bled and killed and suffered. And a lot of them died uh, for this country. And then and they share a lot of my sentiments and I share theirs, right? I should rather say. And uh, they're organizing. Like they are, this isn't a, this isn't a joke this time. It was never a joke. Right. And I always kind of hoped this was kind of happening, but it, but now it is happening as a result of what's happened in Ottawa. A lot of them have gotten together and, uh, I don't want to explain what my level of involvement is, but, um, and, and when I knew, th- I knew they were legit, that they didn't care because this is bigger than me and them and everyone else. They're concerned about the country and that's all that matters. And I said, well, you know, they asked if I wanted to be involved. And I said, I, maybe, but I said, they're just going to use me as a, you know, a, a key jingling distraction to say why you guys are bad. And, you know, they're neo-Nazis and all, you know, all the shit that they're going to do. They're going to try to use me to smear you guys and blah, blah, blah. And they said, we don't care. We don't give a shit. <laughs> You're our brother and, and, you know, uh, and we're yours. And that's that. You know, we fought and, you know, nearly died and had to fucking spill blood in the same mud and all that kind of shit. And and that's, we don't care. You know, you're one of us. So I said, okay, well, after I wiped the tears out of my eyes, (laughs) I said, well, sir, okie dokie, count me in. And there's some, there's some heavy hitters coming on board. Some of the names are very big, big names in the veteran community, um, I don't want to out them yet, but they've signed up and they've thrown their ad into the, into the organization. And, uh, we're just, they're just building it now. It's only weeks old and there's already hundreds and hundreds of members. It's going to be into the thousands and wait till you see some of the names that come out on top of this. Wait till you see some of the people involved. Okay. One, one of the founding members of the Canadian charter of rights is involved. Brian Peckford. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about. He only wrote the fucking thing. You know, there's some there's some politicians getting involved. There's all kinds of people uh, getting involved and getting behind this. But but the 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 lead of this, it's a veterans organization run by veterans for the country because uh, you know that's a certain kind of people that they are. They signed up to fight and defend the people in the country and and protect its values and protect uh, our history and our heritage. And that goes on even after you retire. That, re- that goes after you, you turn your uniform in and you turn your weapons and everything in at the armory and you go home. It's not over. You're that same kind of person. You've always been that person. That's why you started doing that job. So how the hell do you go home and work at Staples Business Depot? You can't. It's just there's something missing. And this, this is the time. There's so many guys that retire and they go back to Ford Operating Base living room couch. And they go on Operation Empty Liquor Bottle. And they destroy themselves. They try to, you can't take the, the, that, that level of purpose. You had a purpose. You were a soldier for the, for the empire, you know, for, for your country, for your people. And now what do you do? I, I've struggled with that. And, you know, you sit at home and it's like, what the fuck? What, what am I even for anymore? What do I do? I got nothing. I'm just, what am I, what am I doing? It sucks. And, and now we have an opportunity to, to be part of something. At this point in time, the country the, needs you. It needs your, your voice. It needs your input, your leadership, your example, your, your, your courage and your dedication and fearlessness to stand up to something that's wrong. Because don't 
forget there. I mean, look how many people were down there in Ottawa and, and everywhere across the country, every overpass we went through, every town we stopped at, hundreds, thousands of people sometimes wrote there waving Canadian flags with tears in their eyes, hoping that these people were going were gonna to fight for them and protect them. That's, that's, that's who you guys are. That's who we are. So this is it, man. It's your, it's your, 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 your responsibility. And I don't think anybody wants to go home and hide on their couch. I think they want that opportunity. They want that. They want to feel as though they have something more to give and they have, they have something else to do. You're not going to go, uh, you know, dig a hole in the Middle East somewhere and, you know, go hunting uh, <laughs> bomb makers or anything anytime soon. But, uh, you know, you're still fighting for the country in another way. In a more important way, I would argue. And there are millions of people in this country that are just hoping somebody provides something for them to get behind and support so that you can win. And it's being built right now. And if you're listening to this, and this sounds like a good idea to you, and you're a retired Canadian Forces member... Reg Force or Reserve, even if you're not even Canadian, if you're American, if you're British, if you're whatever, and you're in Canada and you want to help, contact veteransforfreedom.ca, the number four, and get get in touch, get involved. And don't be a LARPing, you know, fake stolen Valerie. We'll fi- we're going to figure you out very, very quickly. There's already been a few. There's been some good ones. There's been some dandy stories already of some people trying to infiltrate as like super ninja elite commandos. And it's like, yeah, we have those. Like we have actually legitimate ones. One of the guys on the steering board committee is a fucking special forces operator. <laughs> he's a retired warrant officer. And he's d- did like decades of killing, war fighting. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're not getting past these people. So don't even try. Keep it, leave it at home. Put your costumes at home. It's done. It's grown up time now. And, um, and, and like I said, I'm going to play a bunch of these tonight because it's important. I saw one of the guys, was it Syrinx? Um, one of you guys on your Telegram pages, I can't, if I'm getting it, or maybe it was Windsor 519, I can't remember. Somebody posted a bunch of these old Heritage Minutes and I was like, I forgot about these. And I remember when they played them at the time, I thought, oh, they're kind of cool, you know, whatever, but you take it for granted. And I hadn't seen them in so long and I forgot all about them. And they, there was a lot of time and they were, they were pretty decently done. And they used to be on all the time in the, in the regular run of a day, especially if you're under the age of like 25, you probably have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. CBC or TV used to just play one minute every once in a while. I'd be like, hey, just so you remember, this place rules and this country is dope. <laughs> Here's why. This is just another reminder. Anyway, carry on about your day. Where'd that go? Why isn't that even on anymore? Well, fucking needs to be on right now. I'm going to play one, two, three, four, five of these over the next, uh, over the next little while and you know, talk about this. So, I mean, and, and, not to, and I absolutely am not ever going to take away or uh, minimize any of the sacrifices or the hard work and the fighting that people have done. And if anything, they've made it possible now because, they, because a lot of you people didn't give up, didn't succumb to the despair, to the doom, and, uh, and, and quit. You know, you've got like uh, Kristen Nagel's group, you get frontline nurses, you've police on guard and all, all of these different, all over the country, all these, all these people, right? Now that the opportunity is here for, the, for these guys to finally get together and, you know, metaphorically put your helmet back on and, and go, okay, <laughs> these people need our help. And, you know, um, who, who else, who better? 
you guys, you guys went and you know did the business and were willing to go fight and die. It takes a special kind of person to put the armor on and go fight, go go to battle for your people in 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 God knows where. Uh, at risk of probably not good chance you're not coming back. When I went to Afghanistan, it was a thirty percent chance you'd be killed or wounded severely. Thirty percent, it's pretty high, pretty high. And the numbers panned out. It was about that out of our battle group. We lost with thirty percent casualties. Nearly, a, it was like a, over over a, about a quarter of my platoon got killed. You know, so if it's that versus those are the guys. Like those are the guys. Like they're missing legs. Some of these guys. They've got eye patches and shit, and they've got all their fucking medals on, and they're not old 90-year-old men. They're my age. We're all the same. We're all, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s. Whose side do you think the, pe- the people of this country are going to stand on? All of those guys, imagine them in a, in a couple of thousands with their berets and medals on and shit versus the state and them saying, you're out of control. You're completely out of control. What you've done is out of line and needs to stop right now. What are they going to say? <laughs> no. All of the people that literally put their bodies and lives and souls and everything on the line and suffered for this country, they're not really, they're not the real Canadians. They're just, they're just what? Please finish that thought. I, am, I beg you. Because we come from a, a certain cast of society that do a certain thing. And uh, this is one of those things. Cigarette, sir. Bless you. Major John McCrave, surgeon, born and raised in Guelph, Ontario. Poppies. Now, blow. Between crosses, roll on the road. If you break faith. We shall not see. Mr. McRae? In Flanders, fields. What is it? I'm not sure. John McRae of Montreal died in the war. But his poem is still spoken aloud when men, women, and children gather to remember. I mean, the the legacy and what these guys fought for is at risk. And there's nobody else. It's our job, guys. Um, like it or not, who else is going to they're all dead. They're gone, man. What do you, you want the World War II and Korean vet? They're all gone too. Who speaks? Who speaks for these for these guys? Who knows them better than anyone? Do you think? Are you really going to allow the government, the media, politicians? Are you going to fucking allow? This is my only question to you guys. Knowing that and knowing who these guys are, are you going to allow? politicians to speak on their behalf who cannot speak for themselves anymore. If we do not speak for the dead, who will? Who knows them better than anyone? We do. We know what they, we have a pretty good idea what they went through. We know what their lives were like because we did it ourselves. So I'll be fucking damned if I'm going to sit here and, and let these people lecture me on what this country means, on what freedom means, and on what sacrifice fucking means. 
and I highly encourage you to do the same. Veteransforfreedom.ca. I don't, if you're not there right now, I don't know what you're doing. You're not going to want to miss out on this. This is the new Legion. Do you understand? We're fucking pushing the Legion to the side and taking over. We're taking over. The Legion does not represent veterans anymore. Hasn't for a long time. When's the last time you saw a guy my age walking around in a Legion outfit? It's for old women playing crib. Enough. It's time to go. It's time to go. What else are you doing, guys? How many Call of Duties are you going to play before you get bored? You know what I mean? The homies must ride again. Let's go. civic action in order to restore the fundamental rights and freedom of Canadians. Pretty simple. You want in? You have a hat badge? You're retired? You're in. Let's go. If you don't, uh, you know, you don't have to, you don't going to take my word for it. Listen to these guys. We're a lawful, peaceful organization. And we're a large number of veterans that have come together. Medal of Bravery recipient, Warrant Officer Edward Cornell. For the direction that our country seems to be going. We have an opportunity here to provide leadership, support, and a voice to the voiceless. The sacrifices that we made during our service do not end here. We carry on. We push forward and we give hope and inspiration through love, community, and support. Stay free. Rights and freedoms in this country are absolutely everything to me because I personally know the sacrifice required in order to get them back once they're gone. So, when my brothers and sisters call Stand 2, I'll be sure I'll be there. Legacy media will play their games, right? Like, this isn't about this or that, this is about freedom, period. Necessary for evil is triumph is for good men to do nothing. Brothers and sisters in uniform, whether you're a police officer, military, check your hearts. Look where we're going. Man, wake up. I beg you. If the veterans can't stand up and get a message across to the government, I don't know who can. I don't know, but we're going to give it our best shot. And I think we have a chance to win this and do it, but we need your help and we need you to come and we need you to stand too. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk again soon. Take care. Warrant officer! <laughs> you don't salute a warrant officer, but in this case... If you want to donate, you can don- uh, get a hold of uh, donate at veteransforfreedom.ca. If you want more information, you can contact Stacy at veteransforfreedom.ca. Um, if you've got a better idea right now, I don't know. And I, I, you know, Mr. Cornell's words, I very much agree with. If we can't do it, I don't know who's going to be able to. If the uh, people of this country don't want to listen to the people that are willing to fight and bleed and die for them, then they're not going to listen to anybody. So... Pack your bags and, and let's get to work or pack your bags and get moving to somewhere else. But one way or another, we're going to start packing. We're going to have to start packing some stuff. Ferryman in the rain. He's not chicken in the rain, but we'll have to, do, we'll have to deal with it. He says, I'm going to rock you till you love me, private. James Top, probably. He definitely said something like that at some point. Trust me. Um, things happen in, in the battalions, all right? Things happen in the lines that you just... I don't want to go any further than that, but... Whatever you're imagining, it's worse than that, and everyone enjoyed it. <laughs> Lean Six, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that very much. He says, just got off the phone with Top. He's in good spirits. He's indestructible. He's a hero. Uh, he would like to hear from the boys. Rolling Thunder, Ottawa is go. The Veterans for Freedom are supporting that. Civic Acts as well, Rolling Thunder. Um, and it's, yeah, we're going for it. <laughs> right? What else are we doing? You know I me. Mean? You know I me. Mean? Veterans identify and you know say, yeah. You know what? We support the government. Here's another tidbit. By the way, and I've heard this confirmed from multiple sources, and one of them, you know, I saw a screenshot right out of DMCA in Ottawa. There is about ten thousand people, ten thousand troops released in the last tw- t- April twenty, April twenty one to April twenty two. So the, in the past year, ten thousand people. Bye, 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 kicking them out or in the process of releasing them. 5F discharge, not suitable for further service. Why? Well, because they're shitty soldiers is essentially the summation of what that means, a 5F discharge. It's not quite a dishonorable discharge, but it's not good. Not a good, it's not something you want on your record. James Top is going to be one of these guys. That guy I just talked to about, that warrant officer who did you know, decades of service, numerous deployments, and put a rucksack on, and he's marching from Vancouver to Ottawa. The government of Canada doesn't want him employed anymore. Thinks he doesn't, he, he's not good enough. He's not suitable for further employment because of his personal failings. So we're going to get rid of him. And, t- and, and 9,999 other troops across all branches, trades, Reg Force and Reserve. 10,000. You know, the Can- Canadian military only really has on paper at best. I mean, and that's really lying about that. You know how I, I'll tell a girl I'm like 5'10 and a half, 5'11. I'm not. I'm 5'9, 5'9 and a half. You know, you just stretch the limit. They might say 70,000 troops. We're fucking lucky to have 60,000. And we just lost 10,000. That's worse than decimation. 15% of the Canadian forces has effectively been erased. Do you understand what that means? I understand what it means. I understand that means that's about a division of, of, of troopers and soldiers and sailors and airmen that we can now absorb into Veterans for Freedom and uh, form probably the most powerful lobby group in this country. That's what, I, that's what I heard when they said that. No, Glenn, I'm 5'9". I'm not 5'8". I will fucking fuck you. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> you, come, you come to Ottawa, Glenn. I'll find you, you son of a bitch. 
<laughs> the best 15% of that fog light. Exactly. And I've heard, again, I haven't had a chance to look at the numbers and no one, I, I can't post, show me the screenshot. I can't because then I will dox the user because when you're logged in, that fucking, they will get burned and fired and, and so on. And that's just the people that were like, I'm not telling you my vaccine status or I'm refusing it or, or whatever or something in between. 10,000 by. You know how many people that were coerced into doing it that didn't want to but did it anyway that are in and on our side? A lot more as well. They're, they're at crisis and they're pretending that it's not. Vets for private security. Veterans for Freedom does do private security, actually. They're, if you go on the website, you can, you can ask about that as well. Um, some weekends and Tuesdays says, I signed up, but I'm only available for two weekends a month. Sorry, old habits are hard to break. In all seriousness, uh, VFF is doing Canada service. Remember your oath. Unlike the RCMP in Ottawa. No, no, the RCMP everywhere. <laughs> five foot five. I'm five foot nine. Come on. Come on. When you, when you say that I'm five foot five, you're really insulting more. Do you think Morgan would date a man that's, that's shorter than average? That would, you know, I'm barely average. If I was even half an inch shorter, it, they'd be like, she'd be like, no, nah, I'm sorry. I barely, I barely, you're like a carnival ride. She had to measure me and everything. She brought a ruler. And she's like, cool. You're barely in barely, barely. It was our first date. She had to make sure I was, you know, I had to hold my hair down and everything. It was embarrassing, but you know, I barely got a clock. I clocked in there. I put on an extra pair of socks. Don't tell her. <laughs> Some weekends and Tuesday says, fuck the Legion, fat ass civvy circle jerks. That's exactly what they are. Okay, the Legion was um, co-opted uh, by people years and years and years ago. It's full of civilians. It's full of, you know, old ladies, and they give themselves medals on the other side of their uniforms. And they're fake berets, and they pretend like they're something. They go on, they take the money, and they go on vacations to the Caribbean, and they don't do anything for veterans or veterans' issues or fuck all. They do whatever the government says. They're a defunct, obsolete thing, which is sad. However, if the... <laughs> Morgan says, I'm 5'3", so most men look gigantic, to be honest. Well, she did, yeah. <laughs> Yay! Uh, um, you know, it's a defunct and obsolete organization. And, you know, they, they will tell you, well, the, the veterans that founded the Legion would be very upset. No, if they were still alive, if they had lived and seen the betrayal and the, and the backstabbing and the bullshit that you fuckers have gotten away with, they would have been disgusted by you. They would have wanted... Do you, who, who do you think they would stand with? The fucking men and women that are going off and, and, and fighting the wars and in, in the ditch and in the mud and the blood and fighting the wars and taking the bleeding and dying? Or you... The woman who's running a bake sale with fake medals on the fucking PTA board that thinks she's a good person because she stands with Ukraine. I'm sorry, I don't know which guy from the Battle of the Somme would feel more comfortable hanging around with. Who do you guys think? Maybe I'm completely out to lunch on this one. I'm pretty sure warriors prefer to hang out with other warriors and not with a bunch of Karens that think that doing what the government says, no matter the cost, no matter the price, no matter the consequences, is the right thing to do. You know, I had one of these cops tell me, uh, what the fuck did he say? And it really totally betrayed his thinking, like, oh, you're completely fucked in the head, aren't you, cop? He said, like, um, basically, in, 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 in uh, summation or condensed form, was, um, well, I mean, you know, to, to go against the government was to go against the country. It's like, excuse me? Like, he's like, well, I mean, you can't be anti-government and be, and, and be pro-Canada. It's like, what? How fucked in the head are you? I, you know, Canada is not its government. It is the people that live here, dude. 
It's the people that live here and make this place what it is. The, the least Canadian people in this country are the government. They're a bunch of selfish, self-important, self-focused, sycophant cheerleaders for billionaires. They will sell you out. They'll sell out their own families and children. They don't care as long as they get to stay in their little seats and play their little games and get their raises. What, what raise do they give themselves, by the way? These heroes and champions of the people. Where, what did they get? Was it a 5 7% raise? Pretty hefty, pretty pretty nice, pretty... And what, the RCMP got a 27% raise? Wow! Wow! What did you get? What did you get? Did you get anything? <laughs> Never let them tell you these people fucking care about this country. It's a joke. Tom Stewie. He says, as soon as I heard you talk about Veterans for Freedom, I signed up. Talked to someone from the organization already, and for the first time in a long time, I feel hope and excited to return. Or I, I feel hope, and I'm excited for what this community can accomplish. <laughs> Who knows what we're going to be able to do, but I don't want to drop names yet. But I've, I've pulled in some big ones. <laughs> a couple, I reeled in a couple big fish of guys that are very, very universally loved in the veteran community people that I've, i was skeptical and said i don't want to get involved in a group and wait who's going that guy's in there that changes everything yeah a couple of those guys actually already and they will bring more and they have a lot of influence a lot of connections um it's going to be the veterans organization for canada it it, it just is it's it already is just by the names alone, just by the names of the people involved alone that I've that I've seen and talked to, and I'm like, I'm, you know, I was like, boys, if we can't if we can't make something work here, it's over. And and these guys are these guys are retired, you know, special forces operators and assaulters and so on. These are the kinds of guys that you can blow off their legs, and they will simply affix, you know, you know, logs and sticks if they can to to use as artificial legs to accomplish the mission they will attach their bloody stumps to farm children that they will you know temporarily enslave if need be and ride them across the plains to the objective they'll do whatever the fuck it takes they will do this until they die okay once that's the thing it it might take a long time to get these guys involved but once they go they're not they're not going to get bored this isn't a Facebook page to them. This isn't a grift to them. They're not showing up to go, buy my merch, buy my book. There's none of that going on. These guys thought long and hard about this, and then they jump the fuck in, and they go in with both feet, and they do not come back until they come back with a fucking trophy. You, you fucked with the wrong people, man. And now they're on board, and now they're in line, and I, I can't wait. I'm just humbled they even want me to be fucking involved at all. <laughs> you know, I, I can't wait. It's, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Matt says, who better to be leading this movement than veterans? Well, you know what? I, I can't disagree with that. You know, a lot of these guys are heroes to me and I, I'm just like watching them all come together and network and everything. And they saw what happened in Ottawa and they're like, this has got to stop. This is a, this has gone out of control. So, you know, thank God for them. Lean six says, are you going to Ottawa? I'm everywhere and I'm nowhere. Don't you worry about where I'm at. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a phantom like the ghost of Wellington street. I'm everywhere and I'm nowhere. Professor Max Hammer says civilians wearing berets and medals kinds of sounds like stolen valor. Is that what the Legion is pretty much? So they wear, you know, pretend Legion berets and they wear medals on the right side. If you see them, right, it's illegal to wear medals on the left side of your chest if they're not, th- those are those are real. If they're on this side or on the right side, those are pretend. That's like, you did five bake sales at the Legion this year. Medal! You've been in the Legion for more than ten minutes. Another medal! And they give themselves their own fake medals on the other side to make them look important. They're dog shit. They don't mean anything. They're meaningless. <laughs> okay? They're meaningless. Oh, meaningless? Meaningful. Meaningless, right? 
So uh, there you go. Joseph Call says, I just signed up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. They're going to have, and you're going to get a call. You'll get an email from somebody who's going to, you know, vet your, your MPRR and your service and whatever. We're going to make sure you're fucking legit. And then uh, once everything checks out, you're going to go. You're going to get a big fucking E version of a bear hug. And we're going to bring you into the fucking, the gang, the gang of fucking, of, uh, you know, gangster gang. It's going to be great. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I wanted something like this to happen. And it took me a minute to recognize it. And some of the guys reached out to me about it. And some of them I met in Ottawa. Uh, Tom Arazzo was one of the is one of the lead uh, steering committee guys in there. I met and talked to him in Ottawa. I've mentioned him before. He and uh, you know I was like this is this is great you know and um, the fact they want me to be involved is is it means absolutely everything to me. And in case any of them are around and they're watching, this gets back to them. All I cared about, and I've mentioned this lots of times, and I maintain this till I die. I don't give a fuck what people think. That was my first initial thing when I when I started, you know, going on the internet. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what you got to say. It doesn't fucking mean anything to me. I don't care. Except for those guys. Except for my peers and, and you know, the guys, you know, my tribe, my, my you know, the boys, right? Those are the only people I cared. And that was the only thing I was worried about that I, she's like, oh, well, guys, this is what I believe in. This is what I'm going to say. Hopefully you don't hate me or disown me or whatever because of this. And you know what happened instead? After the Omar Cotter thing and then the years, and then the years after, they came out in the hundreds to you know in support and they send me emails and letters and messages and all kinds of shit all the time and they're still serving they can't come out publicly and then they retire and then they get involved and it's you know that it's um and then i knew for sure it's like okay fine i'll never stop i'm gonna go i'm gonna do this till i die <laughs> right <laughs> let's go and um I'm, I'm glad you guys you guys had my back and now i, I gotta have yours and uh, i'll give you everything i fucking got guys whatever you need lean six is if you were trapped if you, Ernie says, if you just happen to be in the area, I got a bike for you. Mine, 2016 Street Glide in a Brain Bucket. Oh, maybe. I got to get mine back soon. I'm thinking about it. I got to get it. Uh, my buddy's going to hang on to it in Saskatoon for a little while, and then we'll find a way to find a way to get it here. But I, I would, I'm not going to have my bike. I'm probably, I don't know if I'm going to make it to Ottawa or not. I don't know. But um, my, my bike's definitely not going to make it in time. <laughs> I, would, I would love to have it back this summer, though. I need to get some new, need to get some new helmet cam video footage, you know, of the, the Maritimes. I got to take it down to the... Naples Valley, gotta take it down to Yarmouth, gotta go around to fucking Cape Breton trade and stuff, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do it. It's gonna be good. And I'm gonna have a Saskatchewan veterans play it on my, on my bike, and people are gonna be very confused. They're gonna think I rode it all the way here. They're gonna go, that's hardcore, and I'm gonna go, it would be, and not correct them, and I'm gonna let them believe that I rode that thing all the way from Saskatchewan. <laughs> on Rumble, thank you very much. Jaded Mandarin is the only person that ever does this on Rumble, but, and uh, I always check, but thank you very much. It says, thank you, Rage, for always stepping up. When asked, I I do what I can, man. I'm just an idiot. I'm just a clown. I don't, you know, I I feel horribly, what did Morgan call it? Imposter syndrome. I feel horribly inadequate and underqualified to be doing any of this, but I just, until somebody better comes along that can, that, that I'll be like, oh, thank God, I don't have to do shit. Like, then I'm great. But until then, uh, you know, I'm going to do what I can. I did a little, you know, public speaking on the weekend at the fucking <clears throat> rally there in Halifax. Somebody uploaded, you know, she's always secretly filming me. <laughs> it's out there somewhere. If you're going to go watch, I think I, you know, talk for five, six, seven minutes or something, but, um, you know, I don't know what else to do. I, I, I can't, I, I got to, it's just who I am. And it's just, you know, who a lot of us are and, and we have to, um, there's a lot of people depending on us that, that can't do these kinds of things or just don't have it in them. And it's wrong to, to, you know, Hold that over them or say that they're, you know, any, anything. Le- I mean, people can contribute and, and fight and, and, and support 
everything in their own way as much as they can. Um, some people are meant for different things and some people are good at different things. I'm not, I'm not good at very much. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm good at a couple of things, but not my, and it's like, if those are the things that I can do, then I will do them. Um, don't ask me to fix your car. Don't ask me to do your taxes. Don't ask me to do math. Uh, don't ask me to spell things properly. Um, don't, don't ask me for anything really, except, Hey, do you want to shoot off about some stuff? Yo, that I can, that I can do. Oh yes, I can do that. But the other 9 billion things that exist, I'm terrible at all of those things. <laughs> You're doing great kid. Yeah, that's, I am. You're doing great. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> You're doing great. Uh, we're trying. We're, we, we get, we're getting, we're getting, it's almost over, sir. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. We had a lot of people on YouTube tonight. Nice. I didn't think it was, uh, it was doing do a little bit better. Um, there, it's right. Kelly Ann says there is something everyone can contribute. Of course there is. And even if it's just a little bit, even if all you can really muster or do is, um, or all you're comfortable with is, is just, you know, throwing up, sharing stuff around on your, on your, on your, uh, your social media you know, pages or whatever the hell it is. If somebody other sees it that wouldn't have otherwise helps. Right. But I would also encourage people to don't ever get comfortable. Comfort is the enemy of uh, progress. So as you get comfort comfortable with what you're doing, you get comfortable with your life. You die. You start to die. Um, what's the, what's the saying? If you're not getting better, you're getting worse every day. You should be trying to get better at something. Um, if, what, what kind of self-improvement of it is. Learn a language, go for a run, do some push-ups, read a book, fucking play an instrument, do something. Do something that's going to make you a little bit better than you were yesterday. If you can, find out whatever it is and, and do it. Because if you're doing nothing, if you're just like, I'm good where I'm at, now you're degenerating. Now you're getting worse. You're just treading water. Now you're dying. You're not getting better. You're getting worse. That's all you need to know. So try to get better every day of your life and, and, and understand and know that you will never be done. There will never be a day where you go, I did it. I'm done. Now I just watch TV. No, that's never going to happen. Embracing that lifestyle of I'm never, you know, if I'm not getting better, I'm getting worse. And I'm always going to try to get better until the day I'm, I die. That's how you live a good life. That's how you live a life that's, uh, you know, uh, worth living. And you're going to leave behind something because you didn't sit on your ass and you didn't just not exist and squander the limited uh, time and opportunity that you have that we all have. I'm I'm very aware of that because, like I said, a lot of the guys I know, they're dead. I've outlived a lot of them. You know, some of the sergeants I served with overseas, I'm, I'm years and years older than they ever got to be. How old was Donnie Lucas? I think 31 or 32. I'm 36. I would be telling him, you know, of all, all things considered, what to do now. I'd be his boss. That's fucking crazy to me. And beyond that, you know, I had roommates that were 19, 20 years old. They never came back. So it's, um, I feel guilty when I waste time and, and not do something. I'm, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing or if I'm not feeling like I'm doing something productive or helping. Like it, it's got to be worth something. Sitting around, feeling sorry for yourself and, and consuming and watching TV and all. It, it's a waste, man. And those guys are dead, in my opinion. They're dead, so I didn't have to be. Somebody was going to take that bullet. Somebody was taking that IED up the fucking hoop. And they did, so we didn't have to. It was one. It was somebody roll a dice. There's only four vehicles in a platoon. Alpha Bravo Charlie headquarters. Who's who's getting fucking yeeted today? It's one of you. Roll the dice. Wasn't me. Had to be somebody. And they, so they took the bullet for us. So I owe those guys everything. And um, 
in their memory and their honor and, and the things that they stood for and cared about, I will continue. Here's another one. You want to watch another one? When Tommy Prince went behind enemy lines, <laughs> the enemy was in trouble. That time at Enzio, for three days on his own, he trained our guns. He never his boasted life. about his army time, never said nothing. One of the few non-Americans ever awarded the Silver Star of the United States, Tommy Prince. He was the bravest man I ever seen. But after Italy and France, and then twice in Korea, he had to fight the battles of peacetime in a community where Canadian Indians have it hard. Of poverty, which would claim his many, many medals. He had to fight the drink, and he did. And family troubles, and he did. And he died in dignity, one of the most decorated soldiers in Canada's history, Tommy Prince of the Ojibwe Nation. The Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry are honored to say farewell to one of our own. Where did that Canada go? Should make you mad. Aren't we all about uh, First Nations people and stuff now? Tommy Prince was a fucking goddamn legend and a hero. If you don't know who that is, your teachers failed you horribly. I've heard people complain about stuff like that. Like, why do we have all these people like the Americans have? We do. We have all kinds of them. Leo Major, there's tons of these guys. We just don't get to hear about them for some reason. Because it might do something like, oh, I don't know. Instill national pride of some kind. Might make you feel a connection to your people and the flag that it represents, which is a visual representation of those people, of our cultures, traditions, and values. Brings you images of your, you know, your grandmother making you cookies, or you're, you're playing with your friends out in the street, you know, road hockey out in front of your house. Whatever it is. It means something different to everybody, and it should be a positive symbol, and it should stand for the good things that this country has done and, and could continue to do in the future. And these people are trying to take that away from you. That is disgusting. And they're trying to wipe and wash all this away. It's, it's criminal. It's absolutely ridiculous. Carrot SK, future privateer, says, May I recommend for your next public speech you start with two minutes of silence and then build up to a raging arm cardio? I, I heard it worked for another five foot nine ex-corporal. Listen, he was a corporal, okay? That much we know. I was a master corporal, okay? So be fucking very careful with what you're asking for here. <laughs> He's doing it again. Heil Gingler! No, we're <laughs> are we doing it? Morgan's got the right idea. I just seen it. I just seen it. Um... What's the right one? What do we want? I like this one because you know what? I've been a young soldier. I've been an, uh, not an old soldier. I got out before I got old, but I got, got to be a seasoned one. You know, when you're in your 30s and you're starting to just be angry all the time. You know, when you're in your early 20s or 17, 18, 19, like the old sergeants and stuff, and they're not old, but they're like my age, like 30, 35, 28 if they're, you know, real special. And you're just like, there's something wrong with that guy. I see, I saw him look at a bird and the bird just fell out of the sky dead. Like he's just mean as fucking, I understand them now. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And you, they're like strange mythical creatures that you're just like, I don't know, these guys are kind of fucked up. And uh, that will be you someday <laughs> if you stay in there long enough. I never got to be an old soldier, but I got to be a young one and a middle-aged one, I suppose. But uh, at least between the you know 16, 17 to, to t- late 20s, early 30s, before you've just had the life completely sucked out of you and all you dream about is you know redacted <laughs> and you pretty much eat breathe and live war um you know they're a big fan of um i don't know what the statistics are guys but it's very high and and you know what i i could i explain the downfall of um the north star in Fredericton, which was a strip club to the depletion and, you know, suffocation of multiple uh, military combat units in, in Gagetown, which was only 15 minutes away. You took away Juliet Company out of the 2nd Battalion. You downsized all these combat units. These girls need to work, and they need money, and the money comes from 18, 19 to 27, 28-year-old infantry guys and, 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 and artillerymen and tankers. And when you take them away, these girls can't make a living, guys. The two things are interconnected. Knuckle dragon, mouth breathing, you know, smoke, smoke peddling. Uh, they like their women. It just hey. But I'm an honest guy, and it's uh, it happened. Don't shake your head, engineers. I saw you in Cyprus. I see you. And then, and then the awkward moment where you see your platoon commander in a Russian strip club, and he's one eye open, drunk. What the fuck? Just need a new toy. That's all. <laughs> Oh, you know, that is so unprofessional and so disturbing. Hey, do you want them to fucking crush bodies or not? All right. There's a certain kind of man that you need for that job. And I'm sorry. They're pretty rough around the edges and they. It is what it is. All right. Um, Ferryman in the rain, not chicken in the rain. Unfortunately, we've got the downgraded second best president's choice version of chicken in the rain. We got ferryman in the rain now. Says, uh, plays 80s rock, me equals, oh boy, here I go stripping again. Here I go taking off my clothes. Bow, 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 bow. This is how you pay. The- <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there, Rocky. I won't. 
in my debts the only way I've ever known. No, 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 no. He's a male prostitute, all right? Tranche was wrong. He's not a pimp. Actually, he's been pimping himself out more than anyone. We all know this. He's not, he's not hiding it. He embraces it. In fact, he's quite good at it. I, if, fair, if, <laughs> if the ferrymanspoll.com service had a, had a re, it, it was five out of five stars, 78 reviews I saw last time. No one goes away, only ferry.com. No one goes away unhappy. Some people go away broken, but not unhappy. They're like, you know what? I'm never going to walk again, but it was worth it. So, you know. <laughs> Colbert's mom says, I'm his manager. She, you know, I'm sure you guys can work something out. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure this man's a good ambassador for the veteran community? Well, do you want good or do you want honest? Because you can't have both, I'm afraid. You can't have both, I'm afraid. Baguette says, I'm still waiting for my vid. I posted, I paid good money. Did you? Well, then you're going to have to get it. Todd Salerno on Rumble. Thank you very much, sir. Says, I'm 59 and remember those. It's been a good run. Ready to go? <laughs> yeah. You remember those days. I bet you do. What was the one in Gage Town that everybody talked about? It was gone. It was right before my time. And they, they, they I think they literally bulldozed the building. There were so many... I think what happened was the police and the poli- and the fire department went in with a black light, and there was just so many bodily fluids. It was like we got to knock this place down. We got to destroy it. The Camelot was it? The Camelot? Oh, first of all, you named it the Camelot. Has there ever been a greasier dive bar? Got pregnant by sitting on a toilet seat level fucking shithole in the world, and that you can imagine that named the Camelot. Of course, it was the fucking Camelot. That's the one. <laughs> And not down the street was a hotel that rented by the hour. <laughs> Propatria boys. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Sorry. Hey, I'm just telling you how it is. All right. You want, uh, do you want to win wars or do you want to, or do you want to not? All right. Cause there's only one way to do this. The giant native bounce. So there probably was one the native reserve right there too. Anyway, what are we doing? What are we talking about? What are we what are we doing? I got more of those. I got a bunch more of those heritage movies. I'm saving the best ones for last. Uh, Louis Riel one in there next. Has nothing to do with much, but not so much veteran oriented, but that a little known fact about this his, the history of this country is that there is a a we do have a history of rebellion. There there is a Story there that a lot of people aren't aware of the Louis Riel story. He fought for uh, you know Métis uh, rights and and was a separatist and you know fought the government in an armed struggle and ultimately was was you know hung for treason. You know and, and the normies will look at that and go, "Good, we're a bad guy." The head to the leaves is on, boys. But it's like, you know, how does a guy find himself in that position? What were his life choices, decisions? What you know factors affected? You know, what kind of person is he? Why does he view the world the way he does? Why does he feel this way? And um, you know, I've been talking to all kinds of people lately from in, from weird circles. I've been talking to people from you know uh, the other side, as it were, in in a, in a way of. How do I say this? The, the reason we have so many problems, in my opinion, is that this, this kind of cross-dialogue between adults no longer exists. There is no way to facilitate someone from one end of the political spectrum to the other if you view it as a, as a straight line, which I don't. It's more like a circle. You can be 
any anywhere it, like a clock right it's not so much a left and right it's more of a globe or something right if you meet in the middle right there's always a way we're not allowed to do that and it started with an oversensitized bitch ass where's bgb can i say this <laughs> bitch ass generation of people who got offended by everything that's where it started getting offended when i grew up it was sticks and stones bygones be bygones that kind of thing and that turned into well no i don't i am you know damaged by this words or violence and so on and that led to safe spaces you can't say that here. This is safe space. So it's like soft censorship. Only certain thought is allowed in this space. And we laughed and we're like, oh, that's ridiculous. Safe space is turned into censorship. And when you've got censorship, you've now silenced people and you've got people not willing to say what they really think and feel online or even in person. They might lose their job. They'll be banned or deplatformed or whatever. So they keep their opinions to themselves, or they only say them in, in their own safe spaces. So now you've effectively ghettoized um, the left wing, the right wing, north, south, east, all these different, whatever it is, whatever group, in their own, in their own little safe spaces now. Which leads to radicalization, because these people in these little groups only hear uh, encouraging things about the things that they think, and they become double down, double down, double down on every, every side. And all they ever hear is that those people over there are subhuman, inhuman monsters, and we got to destroy them, and vice versa, and so on. Which inevitably leads to violence and death and mayhem. And all of this could be stopped and reversed and, and healed if you would just fucking let us talk to each other like human beings, you fucking psychopaths! But they won't. Because this is how it works. It's divide and conquer. And only the, only the mature, only the adults can understand this. There's people that are completely out of their fucking minds, obviously. Right wing, left wing, and everywhere in between. There's, there's crazy people. But however, the vast majority of them are operating on limited information because it's collated and disseminated and parsed through and, and censored by the machine. It decides what you get to hear and what you see and what you read, which will shape your opinions. And if it's decided you go in this box and they go in this box, why would you ever be able to relate to any of... Well, you're not going to know shit. You're not going to know anything. They're not going to know anything about you either. They're going to hate you, you're going to hate them, and you're going to be too busy hating each other to see the giant puppeteer strings pulling everybody on right on top of your head. And they're just going, ha ha, look at these idiots. Dance for me, fools. Give me your carbon tax money. I'm going to run away all the way to the bank with all your money, with your future, with all that. You guys go ahead and keep fighting each other. Um, you know? Oh, yeah, that's the problem. It's, it's you guys, yeah. It's not, it's not the Rothschild family. not the banking dynasties or the war countries it's not it's not raytheon it's not halliburton it's not general dynamics no it's it's uh some guy down the street who said a thing and there's an internet blog and i read about it online it's fucking ridiculous and there's no opportunity for any of these people to engage each other and talk like rational adults and, and, and be like well why you know why do you think these things are, or what do you actually fucking think? Because I've never heard from you directly. I heard it from somebody else who heard it from somebody else who was paid by somebody else to say it about you by the same billionaires that want us all to fight each other. That's kind of fucked up, isn't it? 
You don't like the government? Me either. You want to live poor? Nope, me either. You want to live in a nightmare hellscape where everybody's fucking killing each other and we got to, you know, fight over loaves of bread that are $75 a piece? Me either. You think the world's inherently, you know, bad, run by fucking bad people? Me too. We have a lot more in common than we don't. And they identify the things that we don't agree on, even though we could, and, and a lot of the reasons is because it's simply bad, different information. What's the, uh, what's the metaphor? It's like, um, I, I can't remember now. I'm just making one up in my head. If you had a globe, let's say, and you had one person looking at it from one side and one from the other, you're looking at totally different things. One person's looking at North America, the other one's looking at East Asia, but it's the same place. Only when you circle the whole thing and go all the way around, you go, okay, now I have a more accurate representation of what the fuck it is I'm looking at. They don't ever let you do that. So you'll say, they'll say, no, it looks like this. And that guy says, no, it looks like that. And then you kill each other. And, some, and these guys make money while you do it. It's disgusting. And it's so simple. It's, so, it's, it, it's mind-blowing how it works, really. Uh, uh, Moses likes to sometimes heavy shit falls on people. That's true. <laughs> yes, it does. You know that better than anyone. Well, Muslim bigot the beheader says you should play the video that left his whore. Telling a veteran on a plane, I wish you would have died over there in Afghanistan. I saw that. I don't know what you mean. People should see just how much leftists care or respect veterans. And again, that's because they're fed garbage. You know, it's like you are what you eat. Um, you know, you think what you, what you see and what you read, it's incredibly difficult, man. It's not easy and I'm not immune to it either. If you, if you sit and only consume, um, it's just, it's just how people are, put yourself in a bubble and you only hear about Karl Marx and, you know, puberty blockers and all the, you know, all, all of the shit that's your only input. No one alive is eventually going to, is going to escape that and go, oh, no, it's all bullshit. They're going to believe it. It's, it's going to happen. That's just how it works. When you don't have access to all the information, which is by design, you're going to believe whatever the, the majority of your, in, your sensory inputs are telling you and vice versa, you know, right? So the only way to get to the truth of anything is to have all of the information, all of it out there and available that all of you can sift through together and go, okay, what is, what is fucked and what is not fucked? Does this make sense? You know what I mean? Like, do, do you want to fucking kill each other? Do you want to have, like, civil war and societal breakdown and chaos and mass murder and fucking, you know, the shit that they want? They fucking want that big time. Do you? I don't fucking want to do any of that. It's, it's really awful. It's not good. James Edwards says, debates live everywhere. That's how it should be. That is how it should be. And it takes a, it takes a man to do that. And I don't mean man in the sense it has to be man. I mean, it takes an adult man. It takes an adult woman, somebody that can go, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about in this instance, so I'm just going to listen to this person and I'm going to listen to what they have to say. I can do that and I have done that. I've had lots of conversations in the last months with people that are like, you'd be surprised, <laughs> the people that I've talked to in the last while. You'd be very surprised. And it just, uh, you know, Oftentimes I go, I, I, I still go, I don't agree with you, but I see why you think that way. And I think I understand why you think this way of me. Here's why I, you know, think and feel, you know, this kind of way. And if you go back and forth long enough, you can go, you know what? We're basically just both idiots living in a fucking nightmare and nobody really knows how to fucking, 
<laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's tough. You know why it's tough? Because people are playing gatekeeper with the information. They're not telling the whole truth about anything. Or they're just worse, outright lying about it. That's what happens in, you know, late stage capitalism when you've got a monopoly on everything. They own all the information, all the media companies, all the newspapers, radio stations, movie production studios, music industry. It's all, it's all wrapped up. It's a monopoly. Dirtbag Welder says, remember the North Star and Freddy? Best stories from the That's what I was just talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a stripper there once who had a, had a fake leg. <laughs> GB says, you said the line, Bart. It is what it is. Since you hate it is what it is, gives me great curiosity. How would you react to the grammar of it's what it's? It's what, oh. I don't want to... Th- Um, my reaction? My reaction is I'm going to drink the rest of this beer. I'm going to play a song that I really liked it. You know, Fairy Dug Up once, but... And, and I mean this in all sincerity. Because I've shifted my, my opinions and my feelings to things numerous times throughout my life you're supposed to change that's how it's a, you have to it's just depends on the situation the time that you live in your environment whatever but at the end of the at the end of it all understand that you can be someone from the same cultural ethnic not even the same a similar or radically different one background as me what are your options what are your what are your you know, life options. How rich, how much money do you have? Is you, you have an important family or are you, are you just a fucking regular person like me? Are we basically just, you know, peasants in the same fucking machine? Uh, but you, you subscribe to like far left ideology and you think I'm a far right fucking whatever. But in reality, maybe you're just kind of left wing, but that's the team you're on. So you kind of feel pulled to it. And it's like, well, you know, this is kind of just the team in all reality. Maybe we're very much more alike than, than you would have, than they would let you fucking believe. And reality is the people that we're, you know, equally being oppressed by are inhuman, uh, you know, monsters that can't even relate to the common fucking man and woman on the street because they've lived so high on the hog from generational money and power and influence going back hundreds of fucking years. They wouldn't even know what to fucking do with a, with a human baby. They have no idea. They wouldn't know how to how to comfort a child. They wouldn't know how to run a household, pay bills, fucking take care of they have no idea to do anything. They live in a totally different fucking universe. They buy and sell countries. Ultimately, us fighting each other over petty fucking shit that really could be, you know, resolved at some stage, and we never can get to that resolution, can we? We never can find these compromises and, and, these, and these paths forward together ultimately because they fucking make sure that we don't. Because if we did, all of a sudden we'd have nothing left to do except go, well, I'm getting along with you and you're getting along with me. Why is everything still kind of fucked up? I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. Why are we broke? Why are we fighting all these wars exactly? Why are all those people on TV lying about everything? What's going on? All right, it's you. It's you, motherfucker. And then the people from the back come up to the people in the front and they murder them. So that's what they're afraid of. What's that movie? You ever see that, that movie, Books Show? It was a Snowpiercer. 
I watched this once and maybe just because I was high when I watched it, but I was like, this is a great metaphor. It was a train at the end of the world. It's the end of the world and uh, everyone's dead because it's like nuclear winter or something. Basically, you can't go outside, you'll freeze to death. And the last people alive in the world are living on this massive train. And the richest people are at the front of the train and they've got everything you could fucking imagine. And as you go back towards the back of the train, and of course, at the last third of the train, you've got incredibly poor people living on rats and you know eating each other and cutting fingers off and eating them and this kind of shit and that that's just um that's just how it is that's the power pyramid of people and um they stay on top of where they are because they have all the poor people fighting each other rather than realize they're being completely taken advantage of and victimized by these people who basically aren't even human beings we care about our families, our friends, and our in our future, and and we want to live in a safe environment and, and feel respected, and that our voices are heard, and that we matter, and that we can have some kind of control over our own fucking destinies. Yeah, you guys agree with that? I'm fucking sure that you do. We don't like evil people. Roger that. We understand that evil is a real thing. It does exist. Except they told you that I'm evil. And they told you know you know me that you're evil, and so on and so forth. Some cases maybe that's true, but the vast majority it's not. They are evil, and we're just people, and they're fighting us all, you know, making us all fight against each other. They and us are not the same. As Carlin said, he's a hero of mine, and he was far ahead of his time, and he was a fucking genius. He's a comedic genius, he was a smart man. Uh, you and I, I don't care if you're like a fucking Antifa captain. Understand me, dickhead. <laughs> you think you're on... They will crush you and enslave you and your family as fast as anybody else as soon as it becomes convenient to them. You and I are people. They are not the same. They're not the same as us. Deep down, you know I'm right. They shoot people that start talking like this. Where's JFK? Where's Malcolm X? Where's Malcolm X? When you, when you weaken people, when they, when they don't have a moral center, when they believe in something, or when they don't believe in something, rather, I don't consider myself especially religious. I consider myself a spiritual person. I do believe in right and wrong. I do believe there's there's more to this, you know, universe or simulation world, whatever the fuck name you, word you want to use, than there is that meets the eye. Um, I do believe in in something. You can call it God. You can call it, you know, the AI machine, the aliens, whatever you want to call it. it the words don't really mean anything to me. Um, but when you when you don't have that, when you've had it beat into your head that it's all fake and it doesn't matter and just get money and just get yours and this kind of shit, you've created a culture that only cares about money and material things. And when you have a people that only care about money and material things, they can be bought. 
like animals. You can buy them. There is a price they will always succumb to. I, I honestly don't think there's a price I could pay that I, I would accept for, for sacrificing my family and my friends. I couldn't do it. And they've been very good at that. They've been very good at beating that out of people. Beating these things out of people that... that it's hard to beat somebody like that. Because you have no authority over something you can't control. They can't control a moral, ethical connection to something that's, you know, a spiritual connection to, to, to what's right and wrong. They don't control that, and they hate that, and they try to destroy it. And you can... Attribute that to multiple different religions is the same kind of thing. I know good, great people that I would, you know, we did go to war together. Muslim guys, Christian guys, you know, pagan guys, Buddhist guys, right? And at the core of the whole thing is always like, you know, there's a thing, a God, whatever, and we're supposed to be good people and the world's full of evil and it's our duty to fight it. Like, that's essentially what we got to do. We disagree over what that looks like and how it is and blah, but, but at the same, at the, at the core of it, it's all very similar. People like that are hard to beat. So they're, they're, they're going real, they're trying real hard to make sure that just, you know, get money, get stuff, buy things. That's all that matters. And they control that because they control the money. They control the things. They control the stuff that you buy. They control you. People that don't give a shit about money or things or stuff. Well, how do you control a guy like that? You can't. He controls him or she controls her. Uh, Satoshi Ape and Real Donald T. I see people have they've come together now. (laughs) I actually thought most were skeptical about the cult scientism of man-made climate change like me. Then the 2015 election happened. And found out even family members were not with me. Because they, they're getting their information from the box. The talkie box. It's, um... I'm going to tell you this right now. as, as Because, I mean, obviously, if you've been following me for any length of time, I've had some, some periods where I was pretty fucking pissed off, right? I've been going through it like the rest of you guys. This is basically my... You, you basically watching a live... Um, progression, evolution of a fucking human being. And I'm telling you, this is a fact, that initially, you will be angry. You'll be... Frustrated. You'll be, you'll be hateful. You'll want to, you know, you'll see people that are opposing you and you'll just want to fucking smash the shit because, you know, they're the problem... Eventually, after a while, you will understand that what's really making you angry isn't them. It's not, it's not the individual people. It's nothing personal. It's, a, it's, it's what they represent. And what they represent is someone lied to them and someone told them and fed them a bunch of bullshit and has ruined or at least dramatically compromised what could have been a, a great person. They could have done all kinds of things. They could have... They could have been a. They could have done. They could have been anything great or positive or helpful, and instead they're this vicious, vile, petty, small, afraid insect kind of person, and that makes me sad. I don't like seeing that. Do you think the guys that fucking fought in Vimy Ridge and the Battle of the Somme and Monte Cassino in Normandy in North Africa and in, in Kapyong in Korea, 
in Iraq and Libya and in, in Afghanistan and Syria or special forces guys in all these places? Do you, th- do you think they, they want to see that? Are people fighting each other and hating each other? Well, how did the hog, how the fuck did this happen? They don't. I don't. And the gross thing is you can oppose them and you can, you know, rather than talk to, rather, rather than have them talk to you and, and try to understand what the problem is, they'll just, they'll just, uh, you know, smear campaign, assassination of character, put the law on you, put you in jail, call you a traitor and they'll hang you. This is another one. I'm going to do the war ones here in a minute, but, uh, this one is a, just a little known story. It's another uh, quick minute. Louis Riel was a, you know, Canadian, part French, part Métis. Métis is our, uh, a mixture, you know, racially, ethnically of uh, Aboriginal First Nations people and, uh, you know, European settlers. And they got kind of a raw deal <laughs> from the state back in the day. And Riel was a separatist and a, you know, and a rebel. And he fought, he fought a war over it. And um, I'm not saying he was right or he was wrong. I'm not taking sides or whatever. I just want people to acknowledge that these are struggles that this country has had. And I think that in order to make the correct decisions going forward we need to learn from from previous situations and understand why people end up in the places they end up and and why the government does what it does why people do what they do and and i don't like where where things are going guys (laughs) you know what i'm saying and um anyway i'll I'll let you i'll let you i think they read uh from his journal or something but uh i'll let uh i'll let old louis tell you the story I forgive them with all my heart as I ask God to forgive me. The verdict is clear. You're guilty of high treason. But let them remember that I struggle for the Mitis, for the people of Manitoba and the Northwest. There can be no excuse for the what Mitis you are done. not birds. Requires you to answer for it. We have a right to God's lands. Insane. I have battled an insane and irresponsible government. You will be taken to the place appointed. Perhaps I am a prophet. I suffered enough. By the neck until you are dead. I struggled not only for myself, but for the rights of my people. Louis Riel led our Métis nation, and he gave us hope and strength and pride. We also forgive our debtors and lead us us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Oh, Louis fast. He's a fast talker. Wasn't quite quick enough. They hung that guy. Canada was never a country full of, uh, you know, cuck people and losers. It, it, it was never been that way. And they want you to think that it is. <laughs> no GNR for poor Louis. <laughs> Louis took the Louis took the R. <laughs> they hung him. They hung him to death. He also was kind of crazy. He thought God was talking to him and God was on his, you know, whatever, right? But it's a weird time. It was the 1800s. <laughs> There's no internet. You're in the woods a lot. You know, you hear things. You drink a moonshine. Maybe you ate some stuff in the woods. I don't know. The point is, the point is, um, 
there's a history of this country a lot of people aren't aware of, and they're trying to take that away. And it's a history of, of, of men and people that will fight for what they believe in and will stand up for the things they believe in and challenge authority and challenge the state and challenge history itself and go all the way to the fucking ground if need be. That's, that's who this country is. That's who the people are that, that live here. And I said this in Halifax the other day, and I meant it. And, and that's the seek if you people's like, I don't I want to be a public speaker. Do that. just fucking say what you actually believe. Say it because you feel it and you feel compelled to fucking say it no matter what people's reactions are going to be. And just don't care if they get whatever, just fucking say it, just say it. Like when I, I look at the crowd of people, there's a there's a pile of people out there and I'm like, I don't. The people that, that came here and built and maintained this country and defended this country and, and did what they did. They, you know, they did some great stuff. Not all of it's good, obviously. There is no country with a spotless record that's like asking any human being to be a perfect person, to judge any country on some of its mistakes. is like judging a human being on its mistake. It's ridiculous. It's not fair. But these were great, hard, strong people that overcame all kinds of shit. Somebody said to me the other day, he's like, oh, you called me a colonizer or something, whatever. And you're a refugee. I'm, it's, no, I'm not a refugee. I'm not an immigrant. It's not the same thing. My family was shipped here from Scotland in the 1700s on a moldy old rotten boat, a great portion of which the passengers died on the fucking thing. They threw them overboard. They were eating moldy bread. They didn't have food. They were starving to death, promised by the crown that when they got there, there'd be lodgings and farms and all those kinds of stuff. When, you know what? There wasn't. There was nothing. They fucking got here and there was nothing. They had to carve out a living from literally nothing after starving for months at sea and having most, you know, large amounts of their families die on the ocean. And did they give up? No, they didn't. They fucking went to work, and they cut the trees down, and they built homes, and they built farms, they did whatever the fuck they had to do to survive, and they got it the fuck done, and Canada exists now. What, the North, North America exists. The Mayflower, similar story, right? These people were hard as fuck. So I'm sorry. I take offense to that when they say you're an immigrant too. No, sorry. I didn't get off a fucking plane from Turkey, walk off into off the uh, the fucking off of Pearson International Airport, get a liberal voter registration card and, and a fucking pile of cash to go start up a fucking shawarma shop on Young Street. It's not quite the fucking same thing. It's very, very insulting to say the, to say the same. White people don't know what it's like to be slaves. The English were slaves of the Romans for a long time. What are you talking about? This is this is not the victim Olympics. See, this is the thing that, that they, and I want to say the people on the left fall for, they're, they're feeding you things that are going to make you weak. They're not telling you how to be strong or telling you how to succeed. We're trying to tell you stories of, of people that came before you that were fucking killers. They were champions. They were conquerors. They would fight a goddamn mountain lion in the woods if it, if it came down to it. And their, their idea of... of empowering you is telling you how much of a victim you are and how people owe you stuff and how you should get things because somebody else was mean to somebody else a long time ago that is weak and that is a fucking failure that is not going to get you anywhere in life that's a terrible attitude that's not empowerment that's just that's disabling that's condescending as if you couldn't be anything yourself you couldn't possibly amount to anything on your own because you need help from the state, right? You, you need to be, you need to have 
you need uh, reparations or something because without that, it's because of trauma from a thousand years ago and your ancestors, and that's why you failed now because you're at a disadvantage. Fuck that! That's bullshit. No, no, no. Nice try, commies. Every single person in the world, you know, has, has a potential to do something, and, and you've got them telling them that, uh, you know, you're basically a perpetual victim, and that, that's your identity. People owe you stuff. It's terrible. And, uh, yeah, it's just terrible. Windsor 519 says, Delta, United, Southwest, Allegiant Airlines, all dropping mandates. Meanwhile, in Canada, uh, purebloods can't fly or take the train. Some Canadians uh, beg to be masked. It's bad up here, man. And they did. The uh, Supreme Court of the United States has struck down the CDC's direction and the White House direction that, you know, for these mandates. It's illegal. And they got rid of it. Canada, not so much. We're going to keep doing it. The fight continues. James Edwards says Lou was correct. Stick a fork in it. Turn it over. It's done. Some, well, right? The more things change, the more things stay the same, it turns out. James Edwards says, oh, I got you, sorry. Some weekends and Tuesdays, the main message of every religion is all the same. Don't be an asshole. Also, don't eat bacon. No, I, I disagree. Bacon is amazing. Um, unless it's extra crispy, then it's kosher for some reason. Oh, shit. Bernie Farber is doxing me again. Gotta go. Well, good luck, sir. <laughs> You're a a traitor to the tribe. Trucker Rob says, a teacher I had in high school was Gabriel Dumont's granddaughter. Lots of knowledge in that lady. Uh, Dumont was one of Riel's generals. Wow. Fucking having a connection to real history is is something else. And we're living in it right now. What happened in Ottawa was pretty crazy. And, you know, things are only getting, you know, crazier and crazier by the day. I'm going to save that one for the end. That's the last one. Got one more. Got a couple more of these, dude. These heritage minutes used to fucking... And they worked, man. I remember these from being a little kid. And I don't consider it propaganda. I, I, I consider it the least you can do. These guys went to war and, and died and... For the idea... And they believe that. For the idea that they're doing it for their people, for their, for their you know, their culture and, and, and the future of the people that live here to defend them and, and do what, you know, is necessary... Yeah, I'm gonna get mad now. But I'm gonna get mad the right way. I'm saving the frig. No, no, this is the time for frig off. Actually, fucking frig off, Ricky. Here's another thing you guys are gonna encounter. When I say you guys, I mean you know the veteran community. And um, I'm not saying this. I'm not trying to be condescending or tell you how to do things or whatever. Like you guys can fucking handle your business. I get that. But I'm telling you right now, as a guy that's been on the internet in this fucking bullshit information war for a long time now by relative standards most people don't do this for more than a few months because it is extremely emotionally and mentally exhausting there's a lot of abuse you get doxxed i mean you fucking get arrested you go to jail you get you've seen what's happened to me (laughs) it's not for everybody right and you're going to encounter this you will encounter this someone will you know at some point because we know a lot of the wars and shit were nonsense and garbage and, and all that. Yeah, we know that. Some of you guys may not believe that or, or refuse to believe that, and that's fine too. You're free to believe whatever you want, man. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to take anything away from you. I, I'm definitely not. Here's the thing: these people will say things like, uh, "You know, you're just a bot for the empire, and you just you just went and fought a war for bankers, man. You didn't fucking do it." You know who says shit like that? People that never did shit, and the guys that did. Do you think an 18 year old kid? Or anybody involved in the system in the military has any fucking clue what's really going on? They don't! Do you think we get secret briefings 
about Halliburton profits and Raytheon's fucking, you know, corporate objectives or what general dynamics would like us to do or maybe Suncor. Like, that's not how it fucking works, dude. The reason these guys are in the military and they join the combat arm specifically is because there's a certain kind of people that want to seek out and find because they know instinctively it does exist and it always will exist. There are people that want to hurt and take things from your people. That's just how humans are. And these guys are the ones that go, I will get in the way of whatever the fuck that is and fight whoever these assholes are to keep my people, my friends, my family, my children uh, safe. The end, period. And they trusted these liars to send them off to fight the right people. That doesn't make them bad guys. That doesn't make them Zog bots or fucking whatever. It makes them fucking big dicked fucking killers that were ready to stand up and be counted when they were asked to. Did you? No, you didn't. And you want to you want to conveniently hide behind the fact that you pretend like you fucking knew what was going on back in 1999 or 2001. We're the same age, bitch. Are you telling me you knew all about the fucking dancing Israelis when we were 16 years old? Oh, you did? Did you really? Because nobody else fucking did back then. You're coping. You're coping for the fact you never had the fucking guts to stand up and be counted for your fucking people and now you want to denigrate the ones that did and will again and and it's somehow their fault that a corrupt you know uh corporate owned state had sent them off to fight a, a profiteer war without their knowledge do you think any of us would have fucking done that if we had known that absolutely not we wouldn't have we were lied to so were you except you have you didn't have the fucking balls to show up when these guys did So take your anonymous internet account avatar bullshit, close it up, exit, log off, and delete your fucking account. You couldn't hold a candle to any of these guys. It doesn't matter. What matters is the fact that they understood what they were told is, hey, these people are trying to kill your people. That's what we were told. That's what we believed because we trusted these idiots because maybe we were evil or whatever. But you can't ever take away from the spirit and the soul and, and the heart that these guys had to go do what they had to do under that fucking belief. You're just jealous. Because you could never do that. And I guarantee at the time you came up with fucking excuses and reasons when the girls waved by to all the men going off to war, you fucking came up with all kinds of reasons why you weren't gonna go. Wasn't because you knew anything. Wasn't because you had some kind of secret knowledge. Where's your activism from back in 2002, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 and beyond? Doesn't exist. You know why? Because you were just a fucking coward the whole time. Probably 99% of you is. So, boys, when you encounter these people, and you will, make sure you put them directly in their fucking place. Which is to sit down and shut up. You stand at attention when you talk to me. You fucking keyboard warrior. Do you live it up on Call of Duty yet? Don't ever, make, don't ever let me catch you outside. Bro fucking Pat.
part. I can never turn it off until I get there. Sorry if you don't like it. I know I play a lot of the same songs over and over again. I've just settled into a to a routine. I've settled into something. Is is no? I almost had it. I didn't. Not gonna. Swissy twenty two says muted. I almost fell for it. That was intense. Unicops was it? Oh, the the Louis Riel quote probably. It was. I'm way behind. It's weird. The chat froze up a long ass time ago. Frick off. There we go. Okay, we're back. We're back now. <laughs> right. Another another reason why people don't. Uh, this is how I communicate. That's how I like to communicate in an entertainment format. Not even entertainment form. In a format where there's a lot of people listening to me and I'm trying to convey an emotion or a feeling, that's just how I like to do it. And they think that that's how I am or something. If I was going to do it in a formal setting of, uh, you know, under a white flag of parlay or something, I'd say, listen, um, these guys believe they were in the right and they believe they were defending their people and their home and their, and their families and so on from an aggressor. And they signed up full well, knowing that they would be, you know, shot at, killed, maimed, destroyed, captured, POWs, raped, fucking burned alive, whatever the fuck, total, accepted all the risk, accepted all the risk, and uh, did it anyway. How fucking dare you challenge the spirit and the heart of a man or a woman like that, that was willing to do that? Do you know how many people are willing to do that? Not everybody. Very, very, much less than everybody. I'll put it that way. It's like 1% of the fucking population. So you want to be one of these other, you know, you're just jealous. It's not a good look. You didn't go, you know what? And there was guys, especially in the military too, that didn't go to the last minute. Oh, those are my favorite. My real favorite are the ones that were in the reserve, or they were even reg force guys that hid. They hid in the infantry school, and they hid in Wainwright, and they hid in Meaford, and they hid, and you, you, the boys know exactly who I'm talking about. I fucking love that 25% of this audience, 30% of them are fucking vets. I love it. I love you guys. You're the fucking, we're the fucking core of this, you know? And uh, this is our time, man. Vets for freedom. It's it. We got to do it. You know who my favorite ones are? Are the ones that, in 2003, 4, 5, 6 was a big one. 5 to 6, the mission shifted, didn't it? It was, hey, we're not doing the Kabul good go, you know, light kind of minor risk. It's kind of scary, but you can kind of be confident you're going to be fine. Get a medal, go home, get your dick sucked, act like a hero tour. No, that changed into a full-blown war. I remember I remember being a fucking 17-year-old kid. I just joined the reserves. I was like, we're going to Kandahar. What? That's where the Americans are. And they get killed every day. Canada didn't directly participate in combat operations at that time. We did kind of background shit. There had been a few guys killed in Kabul, some by accident. My friend Sean Arnson knew some of them. He was there when it happened. The anniversary of that has just gone by. Some other guys get hit with a suicide bomber. So there's like, there's some risk, but it's not like super high. And you know what happened when they went down to Kandahar? That, that jumped up. It, it turned into Vietnam. It was Canada's Vietnam. 30% casualty rate down there. I remember that. And that was 2005, 2006. And there were guys that conveniently, a lot of this, a lot of how much badass they are, how many people they would fucking kill. If I was in Stalingrad, the Germans would have won and fucking, you know, this kind of shit, right? And then it came down the line, say, yeah, we need fucking guys, we need guys for, uh, we need guys for Kandahar right now. 
And that was a dirty, Kandahar was the scary word at the time. Kandahar was, turn on the news, another three Canadian soldiers were killed in Kandahar this evening. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. And in that environment, I, for whatever reason, nervously, naively, foolishly, I was like, I'll fucking go. Yeah, let's go. But I saw so many other guys that I'm so proud of from my hometown, from my home county, also step forward at the same time, said, fucking count me. Fucking send me. This wasn't an ambush. This wasn't a like pretend like we didn't know what we were getting into. We thought it was going to be a good go drunk tour. People were getting fucking dusted on the daily. And these kids, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, like let's fucking go. Those And those are the guys that are involved now. Those are the guys that are in Vets for Freedom. And the government wants to tell me and tell us and tell them that they're not, they're not the, no, you're not the real Canada. Oh, we're not? Well, who, please explain to me who is. I don't know why, but I'm just going to play this clip again because I love it. It's a great, uh, great, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, Fury, it's called. It's a World War II film about a tank crew and uh, it's, it's actually very realistic till the last 20 minutes, which is absolutely preposterous and ridiculous. But I, I still recommend it. It's a great film. Check it out. For context, I should mention, <laughs> actually, they're basically waiting to die. They volunteered themselves to, to basically hopelessly defend a position that in all likelihood is not going to happen. But if they don't try to, thousands of people could potentially be killed as a result of their cowardice. So they go, well, let's fucking, let's fucking go. And it's um, that spirit of a man, of a people, of a human being to self-sacrifice for others is, is the most beautiful thing in the world to me. You know, you ever see the meme where it's like, do men even cry? Do men even fucking, that kind of shit makes me cry all the time. What's it? It's a quote from, from something. Is it from the Bible? How's it go? I'm paraphrasing. Gregor Cade will probably know. I saw you pop in the chat. He, what's going on? Oh, don't do this. Gregor Cade run on time. Greg is set. What is this? Greg. He orchestrated this. Oh, don't you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Greg. Oh, is this just like that? Huh? Just like that. After everything. And you just look, there she goes. She's off to Winnipeg, just like that. She goes, thanks, Mr. Steel, yo girl. <laughs> what the fuck was I saying? Oh, that distracted the shit. <laughs> I was talking about something dark and distracting the shit out of me now. You put a big fucking Greg Arcade flag behind me on the TV. Unbel- Unbelievable. You're doing great, kids. You're doing great. The spirit of a, of, a, of a person that will lay down his life for his own people, right? It's, how's it go? He, he who hath not a greater love than, than that who would lay down his life for his friends. Someone who's willing to die to protect his friends or his family or his, you know, whatever. That is, that is the ultimate gesture of love you can fucking imagine. 
and you can think of it in a war context or whatever, but what these guys are doing, and it has been done in, in, in wartime, time immemorial. It doesn't matter what the causes are. It doesn't matter what the bankers say or whatever. These people don't, they don't know any of this. They believe that someone's trying to hurt their, their people and they're willing to die to protect them. So how the f- how fucking dare you question them? I'm sorry, have you fucking thrown your body on the razor wire, jumped on a fucking grenade, or sat there and awaited the arrival of an SS Panzer Battalion to fucking murder you just so maybe some people you care about could survive? Probably fucking not. And I'm not comparing myself to these people. I don't know what the fuck I would do. I hope I would have the fucking balls to do uh, as much as some of these guys have done in the future. I would try, but... You know, I'll never know, and I hopefully to God I never will know. But I know a lot of people that did, and uh, they're heroes to me. So check this out. Might as well get a little tight. Be around for the hangover. What you gonna do with that? I'm gonna drink it. I know you had me preach. I know it. What we're doing here is a righteous act, gentlemen. You hear me, Gordo? Mm-hmm. This is what it takes. Shit ain't free, man. I think about sometimes. Many times. It goes. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. Isaiah chapter six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly right. <laughs> wow. You're some. That's what love feels like. We love our friends and our people and our country, and we're not going to let them just do this. And that's what that's for freedom is for, and that's why you need to get in there. That's why you need to sign up. Damn, son. You fighting a fucking drinking machine, ain't you? Machine, that's it. That's his war name. That's perfect. <laughs> hey, I christened the machine. <laughs> machine. 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 Machine! Yep. Thank <laughs> you.
love it in here. Best job I ever had, boys. Best, Best job I ever had. Best fucking job. Yeah. If you haven't seen the movie, you should check it out. But uh, that's just that's just a movie. And this is a dramatization. It's fictional, but I can almost promise the real life video, had it ever existed, would be would be more touching. Check this. this here's more what Canadian fucking uh, warriors are made out of. Check this out. Shanklin lived on Pine Street too. And you know what? So did Leo Clark. And the hole! Sergeant! Sergeant! It's Clark! We just heard he took out 20 Germans! Clark? Clark, Shanklin, Hall. Amazingly, they all won the highest award for courage we could give them. The Victoria Cross. That's why we changed the name of Pine Street. To Valor Road. Guys. Those are the the kinds of men and and people that that should be running this country. Because they prove they care that much to go that far. To do this much for for, for our people. And we're going to sit here... And we're going to let these fucking snakes wearing suits? How does a snake even wear a suit? He doesn't have bones! Tell us anything. As I've, I've said before, and I'm happy to see it take off as a thing, Spinny, you know, said it. He was, the, he was there in Halifax with me, and he's, you know... So that, and that's why I called it this. You want your receipt? That war memorial, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing him. It was a great speech, by the way, Jake. I appreciate it. You did great. That beautiful war memorial that most people in this country don't even know it fucking exists. It's beautiful. It's, it's magnificent. That he was the, the caretaker of for a month. That is the receipt of the price that has been paid for the freedoms and the luxury that we enjoy that was built on the backs and the suffering and the blood and the very literal bones of these men and women now. And they are counting on us. How how can we let them down? How can we not try? How can we not organize? How can we not get together and lobby and use our brains, use our fucking big goddamn brains and our skills and our hearts and our big fucking nuts that we fucking earned in a big goddamn way and put them together and find a way to defeat these people. At least try. How do we not try? What are you doing? Are you in or are you in? That hat badge ever mean anything to you? You feel that shit? To keep you up at night? It should. Veteransforfreedom.ca Let's go.
Senate, I can fucking meme a goddamn veterans movement into the goddamn Senate. So help me, Jesus. Or Allah, or the great creator, whatever it is you subscribe to, I respect all of you. We can make it happen. The Cowboys from Hell. Uh, I'm pretty sure Pantera wrote that song about the Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry. Uh, they won't admit that, and actually, that's why that's why Dimebag Daryl was killed. He was going to reveal that as being the source of the song, and they couldn't let it get it out. The American deep state killed Dimebag Daryl to prevent. Um, American uh, metal fans from knowing that Cowboys from Hell was written about the Canadian Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm just as mad as you. I was an RCR guy. I'm a chicken fucker, okay? I know. I wish it was about us, but, you know, our song would be much more boring. It would be about polishing brass door handles and doing drill really well and having great haircuts or something. I know, I know, I know, I'm not, listen, I just got where I got, I, I should have been a Patricia, that's where I belonged, I'm sorry. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Edmonton MTG says, enjoy Alex Robert Dunn's Victoria Cross and his even crazier story after he died. I have not heard of this one, please send me an email. Breakwater Bear says, John 1513, King James Version, greater love hath no man than this. That a man lay down his life for his friends. That's what I was looking for. Thank you very much. That's exactly what I was looking for. Thank you, man. Miss McAvoy's back, and she says, I was volunteering at headquarters at Coventry when brutality February weekend started. Everyone was saying, call the military. Please join veteransforfreedom.ca, four with a number four, veteransnumberfourfreedom.ca, doing everything I can to support you. We need you, vets. Canada needs you. Yes, they fucking do. This is it. This is our time. That war wasn't for nothing, and here's why, boys. I'm going to fucking fill that trench of a hole in your fucking soul right now. Because I've been there. And I still go there sometimes and visit the grave of my former self. That hole in your fucking soul of what was it all for and what was the point and they all died for nothing. No, it wasn't for nothing. We had to go through that collectively as a group of men and women and people and citizens of this country. We had to suffer that and go through the fire of that of that forgery to make us who we are today so we could be in the position that we are today to help the people around us today and people you know, like uh, McAvoy and the rest are counting on us to to show the fuck up and be well dressed. Do you understand? That's why. You want to get esoteric about it? You want to get spiritual about it? I don't give a fuck. Whatever word you want to apply to it. It's never for nothing. I choose to use that experience for, for the betterment of everyone. Now we know. Now we're awake. 
Now we fucking see, and there's thousands and thousands of us, and apparently very much to be fucking believed by credible sources, 10,000 men and women across all branches and all trades of the Canadian forces have been released in one year. That's a fucking division that they can't even field on the best day. And it's only going to get worse. Mika Shrednick, thank you very much. This isn't top of the hour time for a national anthem. Sometimes. But I've got a better one for you. We're doing all we're doing old school stuff now. We did the Valor Road one. I'm saving the best one for last. I got one left. I gotta save it for the last. And it's all about self-sacrifice. Stand to, Jake Spinney says. That's right. And I, I'm really looking forward to the day when I can stand and, and not looking. I'm also uh, nervous about it. I'm afraid about it. I'm, I'm Like I said, and this comes from a place of, like, I'm brutally honest on these streams. I, I, I go completely, I basically pretend none of this is real and no one's watching me. And I'm just talking by myself in my room kind of shit. You know what I mean? So if people are like, why, how does he, that's what you do. I just sit here and I know a lot of people do that. Except apparently 70-80% of the population has no internal monologue. I think they're all NPCs. I don't know how that works. I just sit and talk to them, you know, talk as if I was talking to myself, as I was trying to think, I think out loud. When I was a little kid, and even when I was a, and I was a young man, 15, 16, 17, 18, I, I really respected and admired and acknowledged that like I said earlier, these guys were willing to like, I will, I will die to protect my people. That's the fucking coolest shit in the world. And you may not think so. You might think being a doctor is the coolest shit in the world. And that could be. I'm not saying you're wrong. It is a cool thing to, to do anything where you're like, my entire existence is centered on helping others at my own expense. That's pretty much the most gangster fucking thing you can ever do. That's, that's pretty much it. Whatever that looks like to you, I fucking salute you for that. If it's being a fireman, you know, I will burn alive in this building to save your family from this fuck. That is fucking gangster with a capital big dick G, okay? Like, you know what I mean? There's lots of things you can do to, to, to do stuff like that. But I, I, I recognize these guys like, that's amazing. I only, I only ever hope, and I was a tiny kid. I was a hundred and, fuck, I joined the infantry. I was 120 pounds. Barely out of high school, in high school still. I joined the reserves. I think I was 17, 16, 17. I could fucking barely put a rucksack on man they made me the c9 gunner they intentionally tried to break me because i was little right i was a tiny guy i was 120 pounds i have back problems to this day because of my basic infantry course that i did in 2003 four and i my only objective because probably maybe some sense of insecurity i don't know what it was a chip on my shoulder i don't know i just thought these guys are the coolest people in the world these people that are that are willing and capable and, and go do these things if i can if i can get to the get to a place where they look at me and see me as their equal as their peer as, as someone they respect even that's that's I'll, I'll die right now that's all i that's all i ever cared about that's all i want and you know the fact that these guys want me involved and and i'm fully aware there are not a lot of guys like me 
that are doing this, that have a big mouth. You know how many times I heard this? Mackenzie's got a big mouth. Yeah, I fucking do. Yes, I do. And you know what? The CF don't control that anymore. And I made fucking as much use of that as possible. I saw the, the, the government and the state and the military do a lot of awful things to a lot of great guys, and I'm, I'm not ever going to shut up about it. I just wanted their respect. That I, wanted, I wanted their... Uh, I wanted to be be part of that that team, and the fact that they you know included me and, and accepted me means everything to me. And I will never ever fucking betray you guys, no matter what happens. Never, 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 never. And we've reached a point now, as I've talked about years ago, That someday a time will come where the men and the women and the warriors of this country who, you know, stand up to face the darkness and face the evil and are willing to put our bodies and our limbs and our minds and our souls and our existence on the line will be blown up, shot, burned, stabbed, taken prisoner, raped, tortured, destroyed, whatever the fuck. I don't care what the cost could be. I will weather it. I will endure it. I will absorb it. And I will sign that document and accept the risk because I have people behind me that care about me and care about this place and I care about them. And I I will, I will go through that willingly to protect them from whatever the fuck is on the other side. If you consciously understand what that fucking means and internalize that and absorb that and then make the decision, yes, I am also willing to go and you go left foot forward, you know, one, two, three, one, and put your fucking foot down and stand next to me on either side. I, dude, let's go. I got you. You got me. I got you. We don't even a lot. Get a couple thousand of us. We can fucking take these people down. The Blue Taco says, we saw the power of unity. If we stood behind the truckers, you wait. The veterans will end this, and we will be with you. Six Emperor Tyrannus. It could happen, but it's not going to happen without an effort. We have to try. We have to put our effort. We can't just sign up and do nothing. We have to get involved. We have to make sacrifices. We have to be willing to do things and go places and say things and get out of our comfort zone. Okay? Imagine it like this, boys. It's a fucking fight. It's a battle. It's a fucking trench-to-trench warfare. It's fucking... It's wild. Who wants it more? That's what it comes down to. And you know it as well as I fucking do. If you're in the Navy, I was never in the fucking Navy, boys. I have no idea. I did a couple months on a ship once in the South Pacific. It was terrible. I got thrown around some bunks. I was an infantry guy. They made me shoot into the ocean at nothing for target practice. I tried to do push-ups on the deck of a fucking carrier. It was terrible. It was awful. I, you know. But when you're, when you're willing to put yourself in a position where it's you versus someone else in lethal combat, I understand the, and you understand the risks. Dude, you're, we're on the same page. Your environment doesn't matter. Your occupation doesn't matter. Your, your, your environment, uh, external factors don't matter. Navy, Air Force, Army. You showed up to, to, and said, where are the fucking bad guys? Let me get them. They're not getting my people without fucking, without a what's up. Well, right now, the, you know, the bad guys are uh, in a different place and affecting our people from a different uh, mechanism, and they're using our federal government to do it. And no one's standing up for them. And you saw what happened in Ottawa, and you've been seeing what's happened for years. No one's sticking up for these people. Who should do it? It has to be. We fucking have to, boys. We have to. Because if we don't, who is going to? 
Imagine this, if this doesn't change your mind. I want you to imagine something. Imagine being 15 years old. Imagine being 20 years old. Imagine just being a civilian, a random guy. You know, you're just, you're not you anymore. You're, you're just a scared person. Like, I'm just a fucking software engineer. I, you know, I, I work at a sandwich shop. I do whatever. I don't know how to protect my kids. I don't want to do this. I don't want to live here. This is, this is fucked. This isn't right. What the fuck are we going to do? Do we got to move? Do we got to sell all of our shit? Do we got to hide? Like what? People are having these conversations. And then imagine what it would do for someone like that to see thousands of us shoulder to shoulder with our fucking medals and our berets on saying, nah, we got you. Fucking fall in. We're going to sort this the fuck out. Just imagine that. How would you feel? And knowing that you could provide that for someone, how the fuck can we not do that? They could beat us. They could do all kinds of shit. They can imprison us. They can kill us. I don't know what the fuck they're going to try and do. Smarter guys than me are working on, you know, operations and planning. I'm just a, I'm just a loud guy. But I'm a team player. But I know for a fact that millions of people in this country need you. I need you. And the, these are the moments in time where the destiny of a nation is literally decided. When the men and the women and the people that can get it done, that got the, that got the fucking guts and the stones and the parts to stand up and make shit happen, they either choose to do it or they don't. Where are you going to sit? And if you're not sure where you land, if you're not sure how you measure up, if you're not sure if you're capable, if you're competent, if you can do it, if you're, if you're worth it, I was just a private. I didn't even deploy. I did this or that. Shut your... F- shut up. The price has been paid. The receipt is paid. You are them and they are you. These pe- the reason you exist is because these people already existed. They procreated and they fucking made you. If you're alive right now, you have a direct connection to somebody somewhere that bled and died on a field for the rest of us. And all and and they're barely even asking us to form a fucking lobbyist group and be a voice for people that can't speak for themselves because they're fucking scared, they're terrified of the fucking future we're going into. It's the least we can do. And I want you to consider men like men like uh men like this when you do. Listen, they never sent us any bloody jeeps, never mind artillery. Not the Japs. The Japs! The Japs are all over us! We're going outside now before they burn the place down! Come on, lads! Osborne, give us a cover! Sir! He's down, sir! Lawson's down! So's Hennessy! Alright, fix bayonets! We move out of my orders! Our troops in Hong Kong were the first Canadians to see combat in the Second World War, and the war's first Victoria Cross for Canada.
was awarded posthumously to Sergeant Major John Osborne of Winnipeg. Winnipeg's got a lot of fucking battle honors, a lot to be proud of. Imagine being that your last moment in life and you couldn't, you couldn't think of anything else to do. A guy threw a grenade in and the only way you can figure out what to do is to throw your own body on it to try and protect the guys around you. That is, that is, that is, that is, the, that, that's a fucking Canadian warrior right there. And we're sitting here being dictated to by a bunch of liars and sycophants and taking money from fucking the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates. We're being subjugated by weaklings as we stand on the graves of lions. I don't know what kind of noise I and the rest of us and any of us can fucking make, but I fucking refuse to die without setting fire to something. Osborne didn't die for nothing. None of them did. Come take it from me, you bitch. It doesn't. Cause you have to take to me shit. What's over is over and nothing between. Forget yesterday, think about tomorrow and how you're gonna be a fucking better, more effective warrior in any way that you can. Whatever that looks like for you, that's the that's the way forward. Improve yourself. You can help others around you. Old guard. We're going to Texas now. Because if I ever get to Canada, it'll be able to finish my trip to Ottawa to visit your tomb of the unknown. It is odd how much different Arlington is compared to yours. Ours is guarded 24-7 by the best we have. That's because America appreciates and understands what the fuck it costs to be America. And Canadians have forgotten about that. And, uh, you know, maybe this is our, you know, forged by fire moment. Maybe we have to go through this to fucking appreciate what we got. The blonde libertarians of this stream should have been called man up, mount up. Let's fucking go, boys. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's pretty much called again, veteransforfreedom.ca. Again here, let's go. What are you guys doing? Currently, we're offering the following services. Operational planning, community outreach, speaking, speaking engagements, and event security. Main efforts, deploying large contingents of veterans to engage in lawful civic action on the ground to sustain the effort until the fundamental rights of Canadians have been fucking restored. I added the fucking for uh, dramatic effect. Again, all comments and effort and, and things I say are, are my own opinion and so on are not representative of the... Organization known as Veterans for Freedom. I'm simply a cheerleader, okay, you guys? Joint planning with our partners to develop and implement mechanisms in government to ensure government cannot impinge on these rights in the future. Sounds good to me. 
Lastly, engaging elected officials at all levels of government to ensure effective action is taken to address veterans' suicide and abuses of active service members that have not been addressed by our government and are not reported by government-funded media. Do you need support or help? Send requests for assistance. Email us below. Here's the steering committee. Captain Tom Marazzo, an engineer officer in the Army from 1990 to 2015. Warrant officer Edward Cornell, in the video I posted earlier, 1975 to 2013. He was a gunner in the Army. Warrant officer Daryl Smith, Infantry Special Forces, 97 to 2018. Lieutenant Andrew McGilvery, Naval Warfare Officer, 2009 to 2021. And Captain Sammy Mandalawi, an armor officer, another tank, fucking goddamn murdering mad, madman. 2005 to 2016. That's just that's just the founding. This is the steering committee, dude. I'm sorry, government. Are you telling me that? Oh, oh, those guys. They don't. They don't get. They're just not woke. They don't get it. Really. This is their worst fucking nightmare come true because there is not a leg chair or fucking bar stool they can stand on in the nation that is going to make them tall enough to shout these men down. Because at the end of the day, they did the business and did what needed to be done for the people of this country and for you and I and everyone else. And where were these guys? Well, they were collecting six-figure pensions and salaries and benefits and so on in the House of Commons to be fucking act like big shots. Mr. Speaker! Shut your fucking mouth! Were you in Libya? Don't care. Were you in Syria? Don't care. Were you in Kandahar? Don't care. I don't care. I don't fucking care anymore. And you piss us off enough that the fucking men and women in this country that actually represent the backbone and the spirit and the courage and the heart of the fucking nation that is Canada have had enough. And we are putting our shit together and we are going to raise money and we're going to grab the fucking boys and there's going to be thousands of us and we're going to make so much noise. No one is ever going to hear you whine again it's worth a shot why not poop up planner that is a big dick it's a big dick he, he likes to do that i don't, don't want to come sergeant bear says old guard isn't a texan but he's welcome anytime is is he texan or maybe he's oklahoma i could be wrong i could be wrong i gotta go again i gotta pee again there's so many stories i didn't even get to i didn't even get to to bother with but i may in a moment where are we at I didn't record any of this. This is terrible for me. I should have. I fucked this up entirely. I need to now download this and upload it to gregarcade.com. <laughs> Mr. Steal Your Girl. Greg, what is going on in that chat right now? How dare you? How dare you? I got one more for you. I played that, actually. This one. That being said, if, if, that didn't, if that didn't entice you enough, if it's not enough and you're like, nah, I don't know, I fucking... Blah, 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 blah. Boys, listen, and, and it's easy to like empty your head, say nothing, think nothing, and just watch this for a minute and tell me you don't feel some obligation to do something. Be right back.
It's all for right fucking now, guys. It's all for right now. Don't you dare let them die for nothing. It's all building to this. Let's go. Let's go. Veterans for Freedom, that's it. Let's do it. Why not? Thousands of us. Ten thousand. We did this. We can't do this. They said they had no special obligation to soldiers and federal uh, lawyers. No, there's no special obligation. No, veterans don't really mean anything to this place. Well, you know what? There's quite a lot of us, though, isn't there? And it turns out a lot of people are, are pretty pretty appreciative of what we've done. We need to take that and fucking run with it, boys. Again, I'm just a, I'm not in charge. I'm not, I, I'm just I'm just a cheerleader. The cheerleader for the organization. That's it. That's all. My opinions and views and statements are of my own and do not reflect the opinions, statements, or views of the Veterans for Freedom Dancia organization. I have no recollection of the events in question, Your Honor, nor do I have a statement to make at this time. All further direction and questions can be forwarded to my attorney. <laughs> Muslim bigot to beheader says, gun, rope, or beheading. Now we have a beheading to add as well. I'm going to allow the beheading, and I think he'd be very. I think he's good at it. I think he. I think he wants to do it. I, I'm going to let him. I'm going to let him have this. I think he, he goes on. These are men, these are men of men. No pronouns. We are our own men. Fucking right. The blue taco says, "Don't know why, but it somehow seems fitting. The most important war Canada will ever participate in is going to be for our own home. Say when, say where. We're we're working. At, we're fighting it right now. We're fighting these people right now. We're fighting them right now." And I've said forever that the problem is there's no leadership. There's not the right leadership. There's not good leadership. You've got fucking grifters everywhere. You've got this Marcus Ray retard. You've got Chris Sky telling, selling t-shirts. You've got fucking, they're not, they're, it's, it's, it's like a circus. It's like a fucking carnival. If you're, if you're a citizen of Canada, right? And this is why the movement has failed. This is why it's failed so far. 
I'm not saying it's failed and it's hopeless. I'm saying up till now, it has been unsuccessful. You know why? Because there's been no leadership. Who are you getting behind? Who are you, who are you, who are you throwing your chips in with? Who are you dumping your gasoline and your jerry cans tanks into? These fucking people? Imagine what happens when guys like the ones I mentioned earlier on that website, veteransforfreedom.ca, all these guys, these, these aren't drunks and drug addicts and people looking for grifts and selling shirts and books and whatever. These are people that put their minds, bodies, and souls on the line for this country. It means something to them. They have literal fucking Canadian flags signed in blood hanging in their homes. I have pictures in my home of men that I haven't seen since 2007 because they fucking died there and I see them every day and I salute them a little bit every day and it reminds me why I am where I am and why I'm doing what I'm doing those are the people that have now decided okay that's enough we are now going to throw our fucking big giant huge dick hats into the ring and we are going to organize and we're going to fundraise and we're going to appeal to the Canadian people and say, I don't care what your background, your ethnicity, your beliefs are. I don't give a shit about any of this. You see this flag? You see the charter rights? You see our history, our culture, the heritage minutes and shit I just played, the great moments in time where Canada really fucking got it done and people were like, man, I wish I was a Canadian. Does that, does that make you happy? Does that make you proud? Do you want more of that shit? Do you want your children to be proud of those things? Do you want your children? Then fucking fall in, dude. That's it. That's the only requirement. What kind of fucking soul do you have? Period. Because that's what's going to get it done. Everything else is... It's nonsense. Divide, conquer, divide, conquer, divide, conquer. And they, they, they're masters at it. And they've divided us so much more than any time in, in, in history. And if I'm guilty of anything, I'm guilty of trying to unify people and trying to rally people and trying to bring people together under the common cause tent, circus tent fucking medical tent, whatever the hell you want to call it, of a group of people that say, I don't care where you're from, I don't care. I don't even care if you speak English. There was a guy, and it was another video I played before on this stream from Jake, I don't know if you're still on YouTube, Spinny was there talking to a guy from China. He was a, escaped from communist China. The guy barely spoke English, but he spoke just enough that they could understand each other. And the guy was nearly fucking in tears. Because he knows, as a human being, what can happen when your government becomes out of control and doesn't give a fuck about the people anymore. Doesn't need them. And will do whatever it takes them. And he's so scared this is going to happen here. And Jake said, dude, I'm not going to let that happen to you. I got you. That is the fucking kind of man we need. And there's, there's lots of them, actually. Tens of thousands of them. We have them. They exist all we have to do is bring them together, network them like a fucking spider, go north to south, east to west, like the fucking lighting of the beacons of Lord of the Rings. I don't care what it takes. James Top is marching from Vancouver to Ottawa. Do I need to say that again? Oh, you thought Lord of the Rings was epic? Was it cool? The beacons? This fucking goddamn half-human, half-cyborg maniac threw a rucksack on and walked marched with his own feet day by day minute by minute hour by hour week months he's in moose jaw right now 
he's coming up on halfway there. Soon he'll be in Manitoba. Can you picture a single elected official in this country doing a plank for you for five minutes? I'm going to do a little plank for you. I think the prime minister did a weird kind of thing on a table once. What did he do? James Top is literally sacrificing his mind, body. And so you think it's good for him? You think it's good for his physical and mental well-being to just march across the fucking country, across a continent? And he left in February, by the way, when he felt it was necessary. He didn't wait till June or May. He left in February. He's walked through snowstorms for you. And he's just one of fucking thousands. What could happen if we put all these guys together? Hmm. You fuck with the wrong Marine. Merc 306, how you doing, brother? He says, makes a guy want to pick heavy-ass things up and throw them down. I can't wait. I got to get back in the gym. That's another thing. I just got signs for a bunch of suits. I bought a couple more. And then here's the thing. Listen, one shirt, Kurt. I know you like your shirt. It's a great shirt. Fine. If you think it's a nice shirt, whatever. I'm just saying. It, it, and this is why. It brings me down a level. When you're, you're my like arch nemesis or whatever, right? If, if Lex Luthor and Superman are fighting each other, and I'm obviously the bad guy, if, if Superman shows up in sweatpants and a mustard-stained wife beater, you're just like, really? Like, come on. Like, it makes me look bad. So I'm just saying, like, just, I don't know. Like, just look more, I don't know. <laughs> be, be better at... F- <laughs> No, it's so dumb. None of us should be fighting each other. It's so stupid. I would love to be able to to facilitate or help make that happen. Wouldn't that be a beautiful thing? Even our own guys, be honest. Do you really want to fight everybody? Do you really want to have the violence and the craziness and the nonsense against your own people, your own citizens? And, and you know, I'm, I'm telling you as a man with experience, so I'm not looking at the camera because I'm literally, my, my eyes are in a different fucking dimension right now. <laughs> that I, I've literally looked down on the corpses of other disposed, destroyed human beings and wondered like, what the fuck? How did you... And I felt bad. I was like, this guy was probably somebody's dad. Or that was definitely somebody's son. Kid, was this, 15 years old? Dick hanging out, head half fucking blown off and burnt, you know? I'm like, why? What was the end result of this? Some guy with a fuckload of money made a little more money. I don't even know his name. We don't even speak the same language. What the fuck am I even doing here? What do what we do? What the fuck is going on? If that question was allowed to be explored and promulgated and probed and sent around, I think you'd see a lot of things change really fucking fast.
And obviously a lot of these people are going to hate us and, you know, whatever. It's fine. Goddamn fascist traffic. Believe it if you want, man. I don't care. Um, but my official position is you, you've been told a lot of the wrong information. I've probably been misinformed about who, who you are. But I do know this for a fact. They hate us all. Up there, they hate us all. And they like watch us fight each other. Some week is on Tuesday says Muslim bigot the beheader does have special pronouns. They are honk chop victory. <laughs> Reverend Jan says there were Croatians at the Freedom Rally that came to Ottawa to support us. Nice. There was somebody from everywhere down there. Quinny the Raid says, here's to the bad guys. Cheers. Have another beer. We will. You got to be the bad guy. You need people like me. You know why? So you can point and say, that's the bad guy. If you've never seen Scarface, this makes no sense. If you have, and you're kind of drunk, but sober enough to remember what I'm talking about. I gotta do something with Philip right now, guys. Just don't look at me. Open up the limit. Past the point of no return. Reach the top, but still you gotta learn how to keep it. Hit the wheel and double the stakes. Throttle wide open like a bat out of hell. You crash the gates. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> That's the bad guy. That's the bad guy. I had so many stories here, I never even bothered it. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I think I've like... I just stopped caring. <laughs> it's all a distraction. None of it... It's all stupid. We know, we know, we know. People are dumb. People are scared. People are doing nonsense. Everything's going to get harder. Food prices going up, you know... Quebec children make their own decisions. The parents don't matter anymore. If a seven-year-old says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a transgender dinosaur. That's too bad. That's too bad. That's too bad. You're going to do it. The majority of Canadians seeing inflation outpace wage growth. Obviously, not a, not a shock. So, as I said earlier, I believe... And I, I could be wrong, and there's going to be people that, you know, probably maybe followed me for a long time, and you think, you know, whatever, maybe you don't fucking know me as well as you think you do. I guarantee the people on the other side of the spectrum don't know me at all. They think they do, they don't. This is the kind of shit I'm trying to avoid. I don't want desolation, destruction, mayhem, murder, starvation. I, 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 I've seen it. Really shitty. You ever see a starving child beg you for food and water? I have. You ever see, you know, a, a fucking lined up like they're, they're fish going into a package, shoulder to shoulder, dead on the ground of a bunch of random 
15, 16, an odd 50-year-old guy, just a bunch of people, shot dead, blown up, fucked up, just laying there in the sun, flies, flying into their mouth, open mouth like a like a like a like a dead deer, and then flying out of a hole in their head. I've seen that too. It's humiliating and it's so wrong, right? And these guys were dead Taliban soldiers. And I was wrong to say that in, in the past that they're not, they, they were soldiers, right? They believed what they believed and they were willing to join their fucking shit and die if need be. That's what a soldier is. That's what a warrior is. They couldn't afford uniforms. They don't have the fucking, whatever. I don't give a fuck. They had the fucking guts to stand up there and, and, and fight a mechanized infantry brigade with full air support and satellite and everything else. And he, okie dokie, he at least deserves the fucking label of being a man that was willing to, I mean, he clearly figured he was probably going to die, and he did anyway. But it's so gross. Somebody can be, you know, so full of life and have so much potential and options and, and things to say and do and, and, and then hours later just be a pale, broken, smashed up, weirdly fucking, you know, shaped up person on the side of the road. Just like that. That's you now. War is terrible. And it should be avoided at all costs. And you know who makes a lot of money on war? The people telling you what to think all the fucking time. This is an example of a war that did not need to exist. It is entirely the fault of Western powers. And because of that, and because of, I support the current thing. I do what my TV tells me to do. This is just one of many cities that no longer exists. This is the city of Mariupol in uh, Ukraine. Blame the Russians if you want, but... <laughs> at a... At a uh, where is this on my Telegram page? Let's see here. I was like, you know what? They should... Uh, <laughs> Shit. All right, can I zoom in? Pants, look at that. It looks like World War II, doesn't it? Except it's not, it's right now. I said, uh, why didn't they build the 9-11 skyscrapers out of these out of these apartment buildings that the Ukrainians built? They can withstand. Look how black, you see all these blackened out parts? Those are from fires, from tank shells and rocket launchers and, you know, or uh, helicopter missile attacks, this kind of thing. Another one there, another one up there. These ones are all have been burned up pretty good, these ones. None of them have fallen down, isn't that crazy? The point is, an entire city of, of, of people who are just going to live their fucking lives is completely annihilated and destroyed because rich people said so. Because they said support the current thing. So this happened. This is the result of supporting the current thing. When you do what the fucking machine tells you to do, this is what happens. Vietnam happens. Gulf War happens. Iraq happens. Afghanistan happens. Syria happens. Yemen happens. Libya happens. Ukraine happens. Stop fucking letting this happen. But I'm the bad guy because I'm anti-war. I'm anti-fucking having that happen. I, I don't like seeing people's homes being fucking obliterated and destroyed. And then we got to fucking find a way to pay for all these people. We're going to ship them all over here. They're mad at us because we helped destroy everything. It's just, it's just chaos. You know who doesn't pay for it? The rich people that fucking made it happen in the first place.
Let's scroll down. Another one. Quinny the Great says, here's to the bad guys. Uh, cheers, brother. Have a beer. I got one left. I'm saving it for the end. Reverend Chad says, empathy is a trap. I don't think so. I think it's a trap. I think it's... But it can definitely get you in trouble for sure. You gotta be careful with it. Karen Kanzner says, Elon Musk just tweeted he now holds 49% stake in InfoWars. Really? Elon also promised to make pure adrenochrome affordable for everyone. Not just shape-shifting Illuminati lizard people defund the Legion. Okay, okay, okay. Fair, fair, fair. Won't hold still says, as an oppressed, ostracized people, pure lads, we should be able to claim refugee status in our own country. No. Glad to take some of my tax dollars back. Yeah. I want to finish this in a way that makes sense. To me, I suppose. My entire intention tonight was just to, you know, kind of talk and shoot the shit like I always do, but also have an emphasis on this on this group, veteransforfreedom.ca. Um you need you need to actively participate and, and put an effort into reality and, and history and time to make things happen. And the guys in the military know that. They know how that works. You ever go to a special forces selection or you know, a tough course, uh whatever it was fucking PLQ, Recce, Advanced Recon fucking pathfinder whatever it was you realize quickly that like oh shit i have to try i actually have to try i can't just coast it's not enough it's not gonna cut it if i want to succeed here i gotta put the fucking effort in this is the same thing and they trained us and this was passed on. It wasn't by they, the state, the government. It was passed on. The lessons you were taught and the lessons you learned were not given to you by the government of Canada. They were not given to you by Ottawa, by these, these politicians. They were nobody. The shit that you learned about how to be a man and how to be a warrior and how to defend your people and how to find that inner strength to overcome obstacles and broken bones and hypothermia and being hungry and cold and tired and face death and all this kind of shit. You know where that came from? That came from your forefathers. They came from the generation before. They came from the Canadian Airborne Regiment. Before that, it came from the Korea War veterans, came from, which came from the fucking veterans of Monte Cassino in Italy in World War II, which came from the fucking lessons of the Somme and Vimy Ridge and Eris and everywhere else in World War I and so on. So those ethos and those feelings and those pillars of what make you who you are and what is right and wrong was not passed down to you by the government of Canada. This has been honed and filed and sharpened down by a hundred years of blood, sweat, and death and people paying the price for making the wrong decisions. And they would, they would teach the next generation how to make the right ones. That's why you are the way that you are. And maybe you disagree with me. Feel free to say what you want. I, I feel like I owe these guys. They're not here anymore. It's just us. It's like a chain. Are we going to be the weak link that lets this country sink into the fucking... What did Uncle Hack say on Twitter? Love that guy. Brendan Black. Hey, danger cats! Sam Walker, Brett Forte. Most dangerous comedy crew in Western Canada. You better be careful. Why sink to the ocean floor when you can go all the way to the core of the earth? We can't, we can't be the guys that let this happen. We can't fall asleep at the wheel. We have every opportunity 
and mechanism or vehicle to observe and understand and appreciate what they went through. And we cannot just sit here and let, let this happen. Muslim bigot is back. He says, ask, lefters, ask leftists and lab rats who stand with Ukraine, why they didn't stand with Ukraine or have a Ukraine flag when the USA and Israel overthrew their democratic elected government in 2014. Well, you know, because they're idiots. They do what the TV tells them. Some weekends and Tuesdays says, I haven't heard any chatter about DPM Twitchy lately. She's evil, but oddly attractive in a methed out Nazi librarian sort of way. So that I'm gonna, it, it's called a hate fuck. Like you don't actually find her attractive. You just want to you know, like shut her up and dominate her in a kind of a weird, like you know, kind of a. I I I I know what you mean, but she is disgusting and oddly. <laughs> he says dibs on boning the libtard out of her. You have it, sir. You go right ahead. You you do what you got to do. Hashtag thunder thighs for days. Thun some weekends and Tuesdays has stepped up. He is willing to accept the role. Uh, I don't want to comment on it any further, but. Things are getting weird around here. Pilot Mike, you're back. Pilot Mike, we need to hear your horrible breakup story. We haven't heard it. We want to hear it. The people are waiting. After party uh, uh, shortly, hopefully. I'm way over time, I think. I'm about 10 minutes over. We're close. We're close. Colbert's mom. Yeah, hate fuck. It's a real thing. It's like, we're going to hook up, but it's not because I like you. It's because I fucking hate you. It's weird, and I don't know, but I've done it. You've Colbert's mom. You've done it. That's why you're laughing. We've all done it. And you're like, why did you have sex with that person? I'm like, I don't know. I hate her. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It turns out hate is a very unifying thing. It happens. <laughs> ah, we're back at the Camelot, everybody. Okay, no, that's enough. <laughs> Pilot Mike says the precedent has been set by Omar K for violation of our rights. I would like 10.5 million for all my friends that have been persecuted and treated like dirty rats for the last year. Cheers. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. And I, I agree with that. And Helga says, grateful for veterans. Thanks for helping us truly understand the debt. Well, I'm trying. And, uh, you know, they left it for us to, uh, to carry on and, and, and deal with, so. Everybody says, on. what's Patton talking about? Overtime beheading. We're all done. We got to shut it down. I wanted to have one more for you guys. And I think I played them all. Other than the ones I... Uh, must be one more. There definitely is. I don't know if I want to tell that story. No, that one's kind of fucked up. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> I can't, I'm like, I can't just sit here in silence forever. There, there is a lot. I, I would, I, I'd have to think about it and prepare a little bit more at another time, but.
There is one. There's so many. There's so many. I've told you the Jesse La Rochelle story. He deserves a Victoria Cross. General Hillier at the time said, there's people that deserve them and we, we're going to give them out. General Rick Hillier was, a, was a, a great general. He's one of the only ones that any of us ever, you know, followed and really cared about. One of my favorite stories was, this was right before I got to Afghanistan. These are the guys that I relieved and replaced. So they finished their tour and we kind of basically, you know, tagged high five and they give us their shit, their guns, their weapon, whatever. And we just basically trade. They go home and we take over like a tag team, like wrestling, right? Called relief in place. And when I ripped out, I ripped, ripped out, whatever, relief, relief in place. One of them, um, there was a battle in, in Panjway, which was in uh, southwest uh, of Kandahar City, the Panjway Valley, the Valley of Death. It's not a good place to be. And that's where we were being deployed. That's where all the fighting was at the time. It was, you know, gave us a big briefing on it, what to expect, where the enemy is, which is everywhere. Everything will explode. People are going to shoot at you at all times of the day. It's fucking, it's a madhouse. I'm <laughs> like, okay, cool. And there was a guy, I remember his name, I'm so, I think it was a Patricia, actually. You guys are stealing all the good ones. There's a place called the White School in the middle of the, of the combat area, which was, you know, being occupied by Canadian forces and then surrounded and kind of overwhelmed by Taliban forces. And there was a handful of guys in there, like six, and they're all wounded. They're all bleeding. They're all fucked up. They're wearing tourniquets. There's a couple of guys being able to return fire. The rest aren't capable because they're wounded too badly. And the only way to get to them is to drive across a field which is heavily mined with improvised explosive devices, IEDs, and they know this. So a sergeant and a medic and a machine gunner find one courageous lav crew, light armored vehicle crew that says, my fucking guys are dying over there. They're 300 meters, and they have to run across, run across the field of fire to this, even get to this lav. And the, and the lav gunner, the guy, the crew commander, whoever's running the vehicle, he's from New Zealand. He's in the Canadian forces, but he's, he's a Kiwi. And he's like, I'll fucking do whatever you, uh, let's go. Let's fucking go. He's like, you understand the whole way between here and there, several hundred meters, we're going to be under anti-tank rocket fire. Machine gun fire, sniper fire, all of it. And he's like, I don't give a shit. Let's go. So they, they lay down the fire, they pile in, they drive up to the fucking building, and the sergeant gets out, and he's hauling fucking fucked up, shot up bodies of kids, 18-year-old guys, 20-year-old guys, into the vehicle. They're fucking taking huge fire. RPGs knock the fucking ramp off. So the ramp, you know, comes down like a, like a ramp, and you, you, know, you run down it, and you get out. It's, it's also the back door. It closes up. It's blown the fuck off the vehicle. It's gone. It's gone now. And they're throwing guys in there. It's knocked off. There's fire coming in from everywhere. He gets everybody in. And the sergeant puts his feet in, left in, left and right foot in the, in the base frame of the doorway. And he gets his hand up under the fucking uh, left air sentry hatch. And there's another one up here. And he's just, he's just covering the guys behind him who are being shot at, who are all wounded, being shot at by a hundred fucking guys, covering it with his body as best as he can as he returns fire with one hand.
and, and they extract these guys and they get out and they survive. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, that's some pretty next level shit. And they're going to tell you that people like that don't exist. And we don't have guys like, dude, that's, that's a fucking Canadian warrior and a soldier right there. Those are the people we have. That's what the people of this country and the men and women of this country are made of, what they're capable of. And they've decided to put their minds to something else. We've decided to put their minds to a group, a lobby, a organization that is going to stand for and fight for the rights of the people of this country to restore our Canadian Charter of, of Rights and Freedoms. Whatever the cost, no matter what it takes. Because we owe those guys. We owe people like that. We, and, and more so, we owe the ones that didn't come back. That would be calling us bitches because they've been dead for 15 years. And they're like, what have you been doing? I've been a ghost for 15 years. And you can't be bothered? You get off the couch, get off the couch and get involved and put your name behind something. Put your beret back on. Put your fucking medals back on. Stop being ashamed of yourself. Don't be ashamed of anything. You fought for this country. You signed up. You stood up. It's time to do it again. Because there's people that are counting on you. Yeah. What are they gonna do? They're gonna fight us all? What are they gonna do? You gonna arrest Tom Morazzo? You gonna arrest Brian Peckford? You always said I'd be a disappointment That I'd be nothing and I'd probably lose it all I told you I'd come back for your ass, Ottawa You got your last mile out of Junior. You did. Now you're in trouble. Veteransforfreedom.ca, guys. This is it. We're, we're out of time. Crispy, thank you very much. Ann Helga, Pilot Mike. Some weekends and Tuesdays, Muslim Bigot Beheader. Won't hold still. Karen Kanzner, Reverend Chad, Quinny the Great, Mark 206, the Blue Taco, Muslim Beater, I got you, Sergeant Bear, the Blonde Libertarian Old Guard, the Blue Taco, Mika Shrednik, Gun Goddess McAvoy, Breakwater Bear, Edmonton, MTG, Trucker Rob, James Edwards, Windsor 519, Satoshi Apen, Real Donald T, GB, Dirtbag Welder, Moses like the ferryman in the rain, not chicken in the rain will never be that cool. Carrot SK, future privateer. We're getting loud now! Lead six, Joseph Cole! Professor Mike Tammer! Mini, Tom Stewie! Pack your bags, we're going! Rock up! Mount up! Rock up! Go!
PPC Blams, Hailbilly Deluxe, Making Gains, Professor Max Hammer. Those are called Shrekker. Dagalon Biz Nasty, thank you guys very much. Appreciate your time, your attention, your support, your love, and your encouragement. Pro Patria, 6M for Tyrannus, RagingDistant.com is also my social media links. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Telegram, t.me slash Raging uh, Distant. Go there for updates and so on. Stay hard. Stay fucking Christmas candy hard. Stay hard like I took too many Viagras. I thought I was going to be more drunk. I thought I was going to be more drunk. I thought I was going to be way too drunk. I took too many Viagras. Now it hurts. I'm kind of concerned. I might have to call. A, I, I might have to call an emergency room. I'm not sure. I'm on the fence. I'm worried about my dick, but I also don't want to be embarrassed. That's the sweet spot. That's how hard you got to be. You got to be that hard. Where you're like, I'm pretty hard, but I'm kind of worried about it. <laughs> I love you boys, I have faith in you, and um, we'll see who takes the glory from this field. These rich entitled, uh, detached, soft-handed, never had a blister or a callus in their fucking life, soft motherfuckers, are not going to take this shit from us, so help me God. I'll see you on the beach, Propatria. Six Emperor T, fuck Stalin, he's gay. He sacked the guy off. I saw the video. We'll see you next time. Love you guys. Poor Pat, take care of each other. Chin up, chest out. Left wheel. I know you're excited, Phil. No, I know. Uh, well, clearly, because you've had a boner for like an hours and hours. I know there's been a lot of boner talk tonight. It's just, well, because you're, you're there and you're just, you're just of it. You're just having it. But I, I don't want to ruin this for you. I'm just saying, this is not your personal army being formed. This is not the SA. This is not the Sturmbatteilung. This isn't the, the Schutzstaffel for you. This is a lawful civil action a group. Okay? Why don't we fight them? Because it wouldn't be fair. It'd be like beating a child to death, Phil. What are they going to do? Can you see these people putting on body armor and coming to town? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. This is what all we have to do. We're going to bring them ice cream sandwiches. We're going to sit them down. We're going to say, listen, your birthday's canceled. Um, you know, you're going to do summer school and you know, mommy has a black boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like you're just going to have to tell them things they're not going to want to hear, but it is true. And it's what's going to happen. And they're going to be mad. And then they're going to look up and they want to hit you. And they're going to realize, you know, Devin Larratt is a huge, terrifying, intimidating figure. And to throw a blow at him would be suicide. And they have no, 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 no course of action, but to accept their fate. That's the plan, Phil. I, I, 
Well, I'm sure some of them would love to storm the castle with you. But that's not the... We're not doing that, though. While you do have a bit of a reputation that precedes you. Who do you think I've been talking to the last four years? Everybody knows who you are, Phil. Everybody. The Cherbourg Massacre. Yep. Yep. Katyn Forest. Yep. Or Delurser Glane. Yep. We know all about it. We know what you get up to. Okay? People don't want to work with you. Not that they're not impressed. It's just that you have a penchant for, like, bloodlust or something, I guess. You know, you just go a little far. It probably is the cocaine. You're probably right about that. You know what? And I'm saying this as a friend. If you, if you traded cocaine and meth, which is what you are known for, I'm not saying to rebrand yourself, but if you traded that for just simply like rum and whiskey like our forefathers did at Vimy Ridge, I think we could fight just as effectively, but without the rape and the murder and, and the torture and so on. You could be, you could be a, a better version of Philip. Right, but then you wouldn't be Philip. That's true. Well, you know what? Who am I to tell you who to, who to be and who not to be? You know what? Um, as long as you're not doing it to... Uh, we're going to do what we always did, Phil, and I'm just going to... You're, you're going to go and do what you do, and I'm going to pretend to look at my phone like I have some important message from someone that I, I can't... I, I got to you know, look down at my phone, and I'm going to pretend like I don't realize that you're committing war crimes in my peripheral. That relationship has served us very well in the past. I think it can continue in the future. What do you think? All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll just continue with that. Godspeed, angel of death.